0: Listening to the Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy life to make time for art And remember, if you dig what we do, please go to Patreon.com/swordchomp. Look for our new VIP tier. We have a really, really topical show today. Um, you know, I was thinking in the pivotal plot twist of the legendary game Bioshock, a game that influenced video games for the next decade. Millions of gamers tightly gripped a golf club and slowly but assuredly beat the life out of Andrew Ryan. Spoilers! Each sickening crunch more gut-wrenching until the final swing leaves the golf club broken and protruding from Ryan's skull as he falls to the ground dead, covered in blood. After more recent heartbreaking tragedies, the discussion around video game violence has exploded and instead of just piling on the discussion that everybody else is having we figured we'd discuss how violence in video games affects us all individually scenes like the one i just mentioned from bioshock so it's gonna be a very personal show but i still think it's gonna be incredibly interesting um especially if this is your first podcast Uh, There's a game that I turn to personally when I need a break from violence, hell, a break from the stress of everyday life that uh, is violently rattling through my nerdy cranium every day, and that game is No Man's Sky. Ah, another year and another major update. No Man's Sky Beyond, and I will have impressions of how No Man's Sky looks and plays in VR, which is something people message me about about 10 times a day, because I've built up a reputation being some sort of, no Man's Sky Zealot, so yes, here on the Chomcast, we will have PSVR impressions for No Man's Sky Beyond. Uh, we are loading several poll topics in the chamber, as we are ready to unload them on our listeners. That's a sexual metaphor, not a gun metaphor. Uh, voted on by you, topics such as... <laughs> Tony Hawk and the Death of Skateboarding Games. Two Controversial Pokemon including one that looks like a bong and one that looks like Gene Simmons. Dear God, Generation 8 is off to a great start. Um, <laughs> So don't touch the dial. It's going to be an insane show. We got news on our new merchandise page. Uh, catch up on a lot of the other games we've been playing, like Fire Emblem uh, with Fish, Darkest Dungeon, uh, and more. So it's going to be crazy. All sorts of stuff to get to. Um, Let's get to some intros. Shay Layton is joining us. The professor, as he's known around all parts. I was going to say these parts. Professor Layton is here from Japan. Uh, Shay has actually been eating a banana covered in hot sauce every time we get 10 brand new subscribers on Twitch. So uh, how's that? How's that throat treating you, Shay?
1: (laughs) Uh, Today is good. But last week, my God, I didn't. I I was like, you know what? I could do this. I could do this. It's, It's for the, it's for the, for the fans. And, uh, wow that like i i've never really gotten into hot sauce i'm not good at eating hot food and Uh holy shit that was intense um i i struggled with it it was cool because i did it at the end of the stream so like i suffered for five minutes and then i was like i'm gonna go pass off the love and we're gonna go raid someone else and while we're raiding someone else i'm You know, behind the scenes, like, oh, my fucking God. uh." (laughs) Yeah, I was just fucking dying. But no, it was it was it was was cool. Like, I I survived. Mm. I survived. Um, I had Blair's sudden death sauce and I just draped this banana with it, took a big chunk out and it's one hundred and nine thousand Scoville, which isn't super hot,
0: but it's fairly hot. And Mm -hmm. uh, I survived. I survived. It's a, it's an inside joke uh, that Shay took from back in the day. If you go back to some of our older shows, uh, Fish had to eat a spicy banana because he failed to beat Donkey Kong Country in a month, which is a very easy thing to do. <laughs> mm, that's right. I, I did
2: do that. Yep. So
3: it's
0: and, mm, not not a tasty
3: not a tasty concoction You didn't like it so the it's not good Does hot sauce and the banana is not a good palate it doesn't oh, work it's
1: it's like no. you're like the sweetness no. will kind of dull the hot sauce not at all no
3: no it's just right? all hot sauce pretty much right it's all hot and it, it's just- it makes just hot it makes sauce it, and mush
1: it makes it funnier remembering morgan's videos that he sent us <laughs> when he did oh, it too where
0: i failed to do well i did it but i just it was hard to... <laughs> I... I'll never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had used a really good one, like... Uh, what's that one called? Cholula? Is that what it is? Taco um, Bell hot sauce? No, I my favorite hot sauce is... I think it's called Cholula. You right? like Cholula? It's, uh, ca- <laughs> it, it's so good. No, it's Cholula. Caligula? Yeah. I don't no. you know. making Caligula. fun of me or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that it. Caligula hot sauce. Um... <laughs> and uh it's yeah so but i was at my family's house and they were i was just using tabasco it was disgusting. um so Shea is just giving me an open mouth gape he's so excited now he's gonna type it privately and then i'm gonna talk yeah. about it publicly so okay. what is it what is it well I, it's it's
1: it's a really good idea i don't know if i want to mention it because then it's what? gonna be live
2: well,
0: yeah, we need to yeah. make
1: our own hot sauce sore chomp hot sauce oh, and we're gonna name it caligula josh did remember caligula. josh made that hot sauce. Mm.
0: And I, I even put the picture up on the VIP Patreon page with the little label. With Josh, oh, had God. Josh in the we pitchfork, remember that?
1: Yeah, we need yeah. to make some that Caligula would be cool. That's songs. something we need to do.
4: I like it. And we can trust Josh to make it. Um, I need, yeah. I, I need Kalula? a couple more runs yeah. at it. That Tralula. first one was good, but not something I'd be willing to put our name on it's
0: well the thing yeah the thing i love about cholula josh you know more about no, this it is, like, it is
4: it's, cholula i was just messing it with is... you god yeah. damn
0: it now you fucked me all up yeah.
4: all right
0: okay so the thing i love about cholula is um it's it's more almost like tomatoey than spicy like it actually has like legit flavor and the spice yeah. isn't overpowering it's like a guys, taco
4: sauce that happens yeah. to be hot yeah
0: but
2: just
4: mm-hmm.
0: Anyways, uh, Shay, thanks for being here. You also set up a merchandise store, it's, so it's up. Um, it's one of those, what, Redbubble things?
2: So, yeah, so, uh,
1: yeah, if you go to redbubble.com slash person slash sword shop, we finally, finally have a merch page. I've been woo. wanting to do this for years. We talked about making shirts mm-hmm. basically right when we started the podcast. My God. I was it's so happening. fucking happy when Josh and I sat back last night after we finished it, looking at everything, and then we we hit going live on it. It was so
0: great. Phone cases, pillows, shower curtains with fishes rippling six-pack, you name it! You can get it all there. Uh, okay, the shower mm-hmm. curtain with fish on it is still uh under construction. In, yeah. In the works.
3: We're beta testing it. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some. <laughs> Some of the uh, test subjects were getting a little too intimate with the shower curtains,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the test subject's wait, name was wait, Sish. Yeah. He was getting intimate with his own shower curtain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
0: like, damn! I just we see now when you beat it in the shower, fish, you can just stare right back in your own eyes. Well, so,
4: y- yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the issue is that we we don't mean have to have a mirror, strength. We or... need to tone it down, just make it a little less concentrated, <laughs> so we can sell them over the counter.
1: <laughs> you know, you said, you said that Morgan like it's a bad thing, but. No. Fish is the Filipino Johnny Depp. He is one of the sexiest men we know. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you beat off to yourself if you were that sexy?
0: He's getting to the point now where it's right. the only thing he can really get off to.
1: It's true. Just He's so. like... So. <laughs> Sorry, honey. I'll be, I'm will gonna go in the bathroom. I'll be back in five minutes. He just stares at himself in the mirror. And, uh... Sorry, honey. Yeah, yeah Red, Red bubble. Bubble. There's a honey! Red <laughs> Bull! <bubble. laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's good that's rich
1: redbubble that's where our new store is at redbubble.com slash person slash sword shop and of course you can get shirts there which um, i'm gonna be ordering a shirt today been wanting to get a sword shop shirt for a while
0: yeah i'm mm-hmm. gonna get a phone case um joshua fowler is here from michigan the one and only jimmy rustler josh all your hard work is finally paid off with the legal side of things and the financial side of things, because I finally got a deposited check from Swordchomp in my in our bank account. My wife mm-hmm. was surprised; she was like, "Oh my God, there was money from Swordchomp!" And it's been years, and you, <laughs> I finally got money from Swordchomp. Because people that don't know, we have a Patreon page, Patreon.com/Swordchomp, and uh, our patrons mean the world to us. But a lot of that money
4: has been just to sort of. To uh, help establish ourselves. To, to, as a to crawl out of the hole we dug for ourselves, getting everything started. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So, Josh has been doing a lot of work on that end. So, now we can officially start seeing some of that money, which is very helpful for our families. Uh, believe me, every time I try to bring up Sword Chomp as a job, and my wife looks at me and goes, Well, where's the money, motherfucker?
2: Hmm.
0: Now it's there. <laughs> now it's there. Even if it's just $1,
1: it's there. I, I would have laughed so hard if you ran out of your room and we could hear in the background, See, bitch,
2: we got the money now. Yeah. That would have been
1: funny, and then I would have felt bad that you called your wife a bitch. Yeah, but that would have been funny.
4: Uh, mm-hmm. She would think it's
0: funny too. He, he would have she come back
4: li- after yeah. after yelling, and we would have had to sit him down and talk to him. All right, Morgan, <laughs> his, you, 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 his you wife. Can't, comes you can't back. do this. You can't. You can't. You can't call Shelby that. That's just. It's not acceptable.
1: Yeah. His wife actually comes on the podcast. I'm sorry, Morgan's going to be gone the rest of the mm-hmm. night. I <laughs> uh, hope you guys enjoy the podcast. I'm going to be beating the shit out of him with a bar of soap.
0: Uh, yeah, that's that's great with my wife. I c- I can say that stuff and she'll talk about a small dick. It's just we have a nice relationship like that. You know? Yeah. Um she, you know, she likes to rub the small dick joke in a lot and Just point out we're just getting a little just getting a little rough, but Well, the rubber's uh, helpful. <laughs> Uh speaking of small dicks, um, you know, it's cool to see us, you know, come together with, with all of our hard work. Uh but that brings us to Anthony Fisher, of course. Uh the Filipino Johnny Depp. Of see, course. I didn't even write a small dick joke for him. That just happened, okay? I was staying away from that.
2: Mm. Um
0: the actual joke I wrote was, it's good to see us all coming together, Twitch, Twitter, banking, editing, social media, meeting people, hosting. It's a beautiful team effort. Uh which brings us to Anthony Fisher, of course. Um, uh, <laughs> Mm. the rock the very cornerstone of all that we do um, mm-hmm. the corner bone eh. that's, not even, uh, that's
1: not even a joke you're just you're just you're gassing them up
0: that's right yeah. vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> how'd you, how'd you, sorry how'd you like that sound
1: it was actually pleasant it was much yeah. different than the other sound and I enjoyed it
4: Yeah. we're gassing them up yeah. dear god, god. no <laughs> What no. the fuck do you gas up that ends up sounding like that?
1: <laughs> that <is laughs> a little a little tikes like one them. of those little fucking <laughs> baby trucks.
4: Uh-huh. Uh
0: Anthony Fisher is here and fish finally making some progress in fire emblems. We don't have to talk about that later. Um mm-hmm. finally got past the sort of slower start and took some time. Uh, and it sounds like you're enjoying it a little bit more now.
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Um, at least to where I've gotten, and um, yeah, it, it's it's nice to actually get you know some actual story beats that aren't like kind of just introductions and everything as far as like characters go. Um,
0: actual and that gameplay. You get that feeling when you level event.
3: up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I finally got, got finally got into oh, like dude. the gameplay where it wasn't, you know, those tutorial type of settings or the more easier um, battles mm. that you have early on in that game. So uh, once I got a taste of that, like that's when it started to really hook me in and I started to uh, enjoy the game, actually. So yeah, yeah we actually I'm started excited playing to talk about it with you guys. <laughs> I was
0: joking yeah. with the Fish because right. I was like, the party got to right. I was like, oh, I'm starting to enjoy it. I'm like, dude, I was there on the first night. I was there the second day I played it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we must it's... have
3: two different play styles because, like, as I play through that game, like, I'm trying to, like, interact yeah. with all the characters in the monastery and, like, yeah, see what I fine. can do at, over there. There's I, nothing
0: I think wrong I am, with it, Josh. but, like, with your yeah. lifestyle, I mean, it's just gonna right. make you crazy.
4: Right. Yeah, I'm in, like, yeah, event... I don't know, like, chapter 10 or something, I'm, like, 60 hours in. So. Right. Yeah, the yeah, game I'm can be over 100 30. hours long if you're doing everything you can do in it so
3: and 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 that's the thing is it's my first fire emblem game and i don't know what to expect from this series so Mm -hmm. like i'm sitting there trying to engage with all of the systems seeing what clicks with me and what doesn't and um yeah yeah, a weird first
0: starting game too because they'd never had the monastery before so you wouldn't know that that's just sort of ancillary that's supposed to break up the action you know yeah
2: yeah
3: Right. Yeah, it makes me more curious about like the earlier installments like yeah. how they were set up and everything. Um, and if if it were, was just, you know, battle after battle and cutscene. They were and more
4: like uh you know before you actually go to the monastery and you've got the menu of options choosing what you what what to do. Um mm-hmm. it was it was more like that where you could like go yeah. shop and uh like choose you know, you know like who you wanted to talk to and what stuff to level up and everything like very that. primitive yeah it, yeah, was, yeah it was it was basically oh, okay. just menu based you like you'd you go yeah. do a bunch of stuff in the menu and then go uh, right back into a fight uh,
3: well that's the thing is they still have that in this game because like you can right before the battle starts you can actually go to the marketplace stock up on you mm-hmm. know weaponry armor and yeah, all
0: that which is helpful but that was the way yeah. it only was before <laughs> oh, so, that's
3: that's interesting yeah, yeah. yeah that is
0: interesting and and the, it wouldn't have been so bad but the stories were pretty awful but they they're just sort of doubling down on giving you a pace because in the older games, the combat was still incredible, but it was like one battle after another for 25 chapters. It was just exhausting for me. So it was nice to have a little break, but the problem is you can take that break talking with you and some other people who have messaged me. Like you can take that break too far <laughs> to a degree and it's okay to just, and mm. people are listening. It's okay. To just skip through some stuff. Sometimes just, you know, automate some instruction and just get in there.
3: Right. Yeah. I, I took your advice on that whenever we were talking in private chat and I was like, you know what, yeah, I, I really need to start automating some of these days that I'm at the monastery and just let, you know, pick auto teach to my students and not have yeah. to micromanage what each one is
0: learning and if you set the goals of, for the students, the auto teach will still give you what you want.
4: So Yeah. For, right. the, for the most part. There are occasions where you don't want to do that um like with the uh uh like the hidden abilities they're not they're not called hidden abilities i can't remember what they're called like budding talent or something where they'll have yeah. like three stars for certain skills that they're bad uh-huh. at that you can level up you don't want to set that as one of the goals because they won't actually level up that way like the only way they'll level up is if you teach them like one one-on-one so, like, you don't want to set goals for those. You kind of need to go in, and if you want someone to learn something that they're bad at, like, have them work at it. And, you know, it's... That, that's more the exception than the rule. But, like, if you've got something really specific you're trying to do, then then you need to kind of go in and mess with it. But a lot of the time, you can just set it up the way you want it and then kind of leave it there. Oh,
0: Fish was doing the most Fish thing this week, Josh. Not gonna believe this. This is such a fish thing to do. I'm not even making fun of him. It's just such a goddamn fish thing to do. He was going into the random battles, he would get to, or the side missions, he would get to where there was one enemy left. Then he would retreat intentionally and just do it over and over again so that he could level up people. Mm. <laughs> just basically grinding. <laughs> uh, I was like, God, that's such a fish thing to do. Um, but you Isn't
3: can a do it- thing. I, I I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed seeing my characters level up for once.
0: Have no, you... I didn't. Right, do you just I like di- the power fantasy? Are you more of like, a, I just want to walk in and crush well, everyone? No,
4: I was no, more here, thinking about, a... like, they have some of those missions that don't even cost points to use on normal. So you could just, like, yeah. just go do the mission over and over again instead of having to...
3: I, I did one of retreat. those yeah. yeah I did one of those and I did an- it also gave me another mission where I could do it but it also cost me a point as well mm-hmm. and it was a higher difficulty, um, but no I I did that because I wanted to actually experience the battles and like see my characters you know how they level up and like gaining all these different combat arts and um just just having more experience with the actual combat and not you know this mix mix and match of going between the monastery, then doing this little skirmish, then going back to the monastery, oh. and then getting a little bit of story. and
0: Well, the skirmishes are going to get longer. And it's like, you're still... Yeah. You just did the I'm Lord Lanado one. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. It's the, you just did the Lord Lanado one where he's like that lord that sort of turned on. Him. Right. Um, right. And, that's and that was interesting. You, yeah. haven't, you haven't done the underground thing yet, right? I don't want to give anything away, but you don't have a special no. weapon of any kind? No. Okay. I yeah, I think that's the very next mission. That's got to be the one that you're about to go. To, so okay, yeah. cool. Get some cutscenes. Get a lot of good cutscenes.
3: Yeah, um, we can talk more later on.
0: Yeah, it'll be more fun to talk about next week, and then hopefully Shay gets it. I will say this, Shane. I mean this with sincerity. And to people listening who are familiar with these games, I'm playing on hard now. I cut kind up of to where I'm actually farther than Fish on hard, which, but I've been slowing down because of No Man's Sky and stuff. I think that if you're familiar with the genre, hard is an okay way to play it um because i am not particularly great at these games but playing through a normal and now playing on hard it's been difficult as hell but i'm doing it me i'm playing the game on hard i am doing it yeah. so hard Shay is familiar like with
4: this the older versions of the game um wait, yeah because yeah. like um because they were unforgiving before, you couldn't ret- they were unforgiving uh positioning matters a ton again Positioning used to be a huge, huge deal in the old games because they had a weapon triangle system um, where like it was like a rock, mm-hmm. paper, scissors with like the different weapons in the game. Um, yeah. And so if you position someone close to someone who is going to have a, a strong attack against you, they just die, just die straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you always had to be really careful about how you positioned everything. And that, that is gone, but the hard mode still... Gives you that kind of sense of, uh, you know, you're not going to die in one hit the way you used to in some of those other games, but if you have it set up so, like, you know, two or three guys can get an attack in on the same person, you'll get yourself yeah. into trouble. So you have to really watch out for stuff like yes. that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the best thing about it, I think, Shay, is that, like, the first couple battles in the game that are normally boring are... You can actually die on them. I died on the first battle twice because I was just cocky and I was used to moving around. And like I was telling Josh, the enemies attack you on normal. They just stand there oftentimes. They just fucking stand there certain places. So I think Shay, you're a veteran. I think if you're going to get the most out of it, I would recommend as your friend.
2: Play it on okay. hard.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's that's something I'll keep in mind when I get a switch. You know, I'm so mad that I couldn't find that switch that I was looking for this week Um, for for the listeners. Um, I went I went to a few different stores this week, and I looked for the new model of the Switch. And for those who don't know, they, they're releasing the updated model, which better battery life, better display, essentially. So it's just uh, upgraded quality. Uh, it increases battery life by a few hours, at max. But I, I figured, because I've been waiting for almost three years now, why wouldn't I wait for this model that's come out? This month and I know some people in the u s have gotten it, so I was combing some of the stores around here, different stores. Nobody fucking has it, and it doesn't make sense why the place that manufactures Nintendo switches doesn't have it in stock in any of the stores so i but i was looking I was looking at all the games, and I was like, "Oh shit, there's <laughs> i'm gonna be put so far back in money and time by getting a switch." Because there's so many games I want to get for it, but yeah, I really want to be playing Fire Emblem right now. And I I see all the hype, I see all the people playing it and enjo- enjoying it, and I feel like I'm missing out right now a lot. I really want it's to be. It's so playing up it. your
4: alley too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Except
0: for the simulation stuff, I think Shay will be skipping through a lot of that. But yeah, um, definitely that. That's I think the fun. sim stuff gets better as you get like I can't spoil when the stuff. Once you start to I know everyone, them...
4: you have yes, yeah. Like the first few days there, it's you're talking to all these people and you don't know anyone and it just mm. feels, I mean, it feels like the first day with anything else. You're like, who are these people? Yeah. Why the, why the hell should I care? And there are so many of them. Cause it's a game with a big cast oh, fuck. and yeah. it can be, it, it, it just feels overwhelming. But then as you start to mm. get relationships with all these people and know their stories, you actually start that to want sense. to spend more time in it. Cause you, you know, you have investment in it. So yeah, but like there's, like the, the relationships
0: yeah. between the characters, like they'll still come up, which is cool. Like, remember in the old Phylum days, like people would just start talking to you in between missions. Like, mm-hmm. you still get that. I don't know how the game decides it, but there's certain support conversations that just happen as the calendar's progressing. Uh so you'll still yeah. get those conversations, which are cool. But they're good. I I like the Blue Lines a lot. I still love the Black Eagles a lot more, but they're they're getting better. Like just seeing the conversations between. Almost less so between me and them and almost more so between their and how them the class selves. interacts
4: with each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Like Dimitri and like the his like bodyguard guy, Duede or whatever. Like yeah. I know you haven't seen that one yet, Josh, but he's very like he follows Dimitri around and he's like his guard and he won't let him out of his sight. And Dimitri's like, dude, I know you're just, just it's okay. you don't have to talk to me like I'm like, like weirdly enough, Dimitri, like Edelgard is an amazing personality in the Black Eagle game. She's such a cool character, but weirdly enough, Dimitri Doesn't have a lot yet. So I'm curious to see if he gets a little more meat on his bones Um, as a house leader.
4: Yeah. Uh, The blue lines are cool. Yeah, I really, this is one that I want to play through like all three houses here. Um, Just because the, I also went, you know, Black Eagle and they're great. But they're so good that I want to see the other two. Like if it was Mm -hmm. just, you know, if they didn't inspire confidence. I wouldn't be feeling this urge to, you know, like know this is one of the games I'm gonna want to go back through multiple times, and I can already tell that it's something I'm gonna be playing probably for years because I'm taking it slowly. But just to get through all the campaigns with, you know, all the different houses is gonna be really cool.
0: When they drop lunatic, Josh, we can yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I can go through the other two
4: other two houses on lunatic. Um...
0: Yeah, one of our good friends Rich Meister beat it with a uh, Claude and he was showing me some of the pictures of Claude at the end uh and like sort of like the let's just say the creature he gets, he gets the ride and like the weapon he get I was just like, "Damn, that's that's kind of cool. I I don't like that house, but that's cool."
4: That's so, probably the one that I'm going to go with next if I had to pick another one, so I'm probably going to finish just to see. Yeah um anyways yeah i i have a video i want to put up on the
0: vip when i send it over i think it's a good transition because i wanted to give fish a chance to talk about fire emblem anyway a little bit before we get to the topic here but i was telling josh about this on hard I i was stuck in a situation where i had no divine pulses left i could not rewind any of the turns so i was stuck right and I was there was this big enemy in the middle called a Death Knight. This is not a spoiler. It's just a creature that was in there. And I could basically kill that creature or kill everyone around them. I had no turns left. And there was enemies in the map. And I already decided I was going to kill the bad guy. That's what I was going to do. We and Josh kind of joked about this last week. And there was no way to do it. Every enemy I walked up, the game shows you what happens. It was showing me dying every single time. Every character, like no matter how many angles I tried, perspective, weapons. I sat there for an hour agonizing over it right one turn left no rewinds and i was like fuck it so i took sylvian which is sort of a cooler version of ferdinand josh he is like a mm-hmm. a mounty guy with orange hair but he's like cool where ferdinand's kind of <laughs> um and, and he actually gets a black horse too which is pretty badass but um i rode him in there and i don't know if you've used any of the killer weapons yet fish but the killer weapons have a higher critical hit chance killer lance killer sword all that stuff and I was like, mm. I'm just going to pray. If I, if I fail and he dies, that's okay. I'll recruit somebody else who has a lance. This will be my story on hard. I lost Sylvian to the Death Knight. I have to commit to this or do the whole mission over, and I don't want to because I'm on hard anyway. And I sent him over there, and I fucking got a critical hit with the killer lance, and I killed the Death Knight in one hit, and I won, and nobody had to die. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's so amazing. I was so I was so relieved <laughs> mm-hmm. that happened. Um hard stuff anyways like maybe i'll get a, a video of that up on the patreon vip if people want to see it uh, patreon.com slash sword uh, a lot of cool stuff there for people that want to support us behind the scenes videos pictures etc but the topic of the show this week is a doozy how violence affects us each individually i gave the example at the beginning of the show my little andrew ryan speech so sorry if you never played bioshock but the time on that is up um And I thought that was a good example, even though there was another one I'll bring up individually, because that's a pivotal game that's not even about violence necessarily, it's more about choice. But that pivotal scene that everyone remembers, I went back and watched it today, for the time is actually incredibly violent. Like You just sit there and you beat a man to death with a golf club, Um, and he just keeps talking to you like, a slave obeys, a man chooses, and you just beat him again, and you beat him again. and it got me thinking about the effect that had on me and similar games uh, as well and how that made me feel. And I finally settled on it, but I want to get to you guys first because I've been rambling a lot here. Um, Fish, when you think about how violence affects you on a personal level, Mm -hmm. um, is there any particular examples you can think of or how does it actually affect you as a person, uh, as a gamer? Um, well,
3: like, certain scenes, like, yeah, the Andrew Ryan, that, that's more shocking to me. Um, and seeing those grotesque things, uh, s- similar to, like, that, um, like in, like in Dead Space, where, like, you're tearing off limbs from these, um uh, necromorphs yeah. that were once humans, but, hey, you, you can see, eventually, like, you get, go through that game, and you're, you end up, you know, having to kill these necromorph babies, and, like, it, it, there's a lot of, like, grotesque and kind of violent things that you're doing to these necromores. Mm, but yeah. in the back of your head, you can't help but think, like, man, these people were, these were once human beings at one point, you know. But it, it's a fantasy, of course. So, and we're in Dead um, Space,
0: too. They had the day, daycare, a little, <laughs> the daycare, <laughs> decromorph babies ran at you.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 It, 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 things like that like where it just goes over the top like th- that stuff doesn't necessarily um affect me it's more of like something that i'm just like oh wow it- it's kind of a shock value to me at, at this point in my life um or since then since those games you know um and i there's really not many examples i could give that I- games have made me feel violent um but, like, g- games like... uh doesn't have D- to make you... Well, look at this way. It
0: doesn't have to make you... I don't want to interrupt you, but... Just to right. kind of guide the flow of what Shea was wanting with this topic. It doesn't have to make mm-hmm. you feel violent. It's just what it makes right. you feel. Whatever emotions or mm-hmm. process you're going through, it's a broad scope.
3: Right. Right. And, yeah, I mean... Well, look, online games, uh, for instance... Um, I, they can really frustrate people. And especially if you're a competitive person, like... In Call of Duty, like, uh, I'm, I'm with Shay, yeah. Uh, Shay was raising up his hand, but, like, (laughs) yeah, in Call of Duty, you, uh, you can get real, when I started playing that, like, it it was such a beautiful game, and, like, that was one time where, like, I fell in love with, you know, um, online, uh, shooters at that point, and, like, I thought it was, and it's, like, those hyper-realistic, uh, type of games where, like... You're picking guns that actually exist in the world, and you're shooting at uh, enemies, like, it's only taken, you know, a burst round from an N16 to actually kill a person, if you're, pers- if you're precise, you know, like, it, it's it's super realistic, and um, eventually, like, you can you can suspend, you know, the fantasy for a second there and, like, look into it and be like, oh, wow, I really feel like, you know, uh, a war veteran or something like that. And um, so, like, eventually, like, I was getting invested into these games and, like, I was playing, you know, uh, Call of Duty for months on end. And um, uh, the only thing that would, you know, seeing the people you know ragdoll over and um all the violence of killing people like eventually you get kind of numb to that type of stuff in video gaming um and you realize yeah, it's not real but like i don't know like
0: well let me it... let me mold this a little bit with you and then we because
3: mm-hmm.
0: i know you're you're bouncing around here but my job <laughs> yeah. is to as a host is to mold you okay what's an instance where you remember feeling, seeing, experiencing something violent, because that's the focus of the conference, violence of some sort in the game—and it made you feel mm-hmm. a certain way strongly that you remember. Because I get that Call of Duty frustrated the hell of you, and I get the correlations right. you're making, but like, it didn't really—I didn't get the impression that it made you feel a certain way. Like, is there a scene or something you remember you felt something, or do you just generally? I mean, there had uh-huh. to be some sort of violent. Scene or moment in a game that made you feel some kind of particular emotion, or or how it affected.
3: Yeah, there's plenty of them. Um, I just can't think of one off the top of my head right now. But like, yeah, the the, those scenes are definitely pivotal. And but I don't necessarily look at the violence as like a glorification of something like that. You know, it's more of like a feeling of it's. They're trying to tell something through the story and whether it's, you know, this person dying in a certain way or, um, you know, progressing the story um, further along in a more interesting way. Um, well, let's, let's bounce a,
0: Let's come back. I want you to think, try and think of one. Okay, try hard. See so if you can think of one that affected you. I want to go to Shay here. I see Shay hop. Okay. He's chomping at the bit to jump in here, I can tell.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, one of the ones that I think of whenever I think about this topic is the big one in Modern Warfare 2 where you walk into the airport and, as yes, terrorists. And you That was
0: mine! You stole you mine. Shoot
1: down, you shoot down a lot of people because I remember it was such a big deal at the time when the game came out. And it's an even bigger deal now because of um, what what people have classified as white terrorism in the U.S. And it's such a big deal now that people look at that in hindsight and are like, Oh, that shit wouldn't fly in a video game now. And we, we kind of have to look at that through different, different lenses. You know, for me, I looked at it as that was trying to show you the, like the atrocities of something like that happening. And they're putting that power in your hands, not to empower the player, not to glorify but to make you feel the anguish and the the consequences of doing something like that. You look at that and you're like, oh shit, you know, I'm walking in. I'm killing all these innocent people in this airport. And you would think and you would hope, being a game developer who made that choice, that people would look at it and be like, I feel absolutely terrible right now. I'm killing all these NPCs. They don't have a gun. They can't defend themselves. and it, It feels terrible. And to me, that's what that was trying to say. So that violence wasn't there to glorify it. That violence was there to show you, to the best of its ability, the consequences of something like that happening. And for me, that's what I took away from that. Never, for me, whenever I've played a shooting game, have I felt like... I, I'm empowered to go out and shoot people, to go out and kill people. And that's that's my reality. That's where I'm at with that. But I understand very well that, you know, everyone everyone's brains work differently. You know, some people, when they see that, they feel a sense of empowerment. And that's the scary part about just life in general, not violence in video games. People could read a book. hmm and be empowered by that. Someone could listen to a song and be empowered by that. I think that we need to be aware of that when we do something like when developers do something like put a scene where you're killing hundreds of innocent people in an airport. I think we should be aware of that. But that 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 opens a question a completely different question of if we put that in the game are we empowering more are not empowering. We are, we're giving more people the experience of that and we're giving them the knowledge and the, uh, the memory of that in, in a way, you know, mm-hmm. so many people are going to look at that and be like, holy shit, this is fucked up. You know, I, I would never want to do this. And we reinforce that idea into their mind, myself included. But then we take the risk of one or two people running away with that. hmm.
0: And well, that's the and risk I, there. Yeah. No, I think I agree 100% on your perspective and like what you said about what the developers going for, but in a way you also sort of diverted diverted from your original question, which was how did it actually make you feel? Like when you played that sequence, how did you feel? Did you feel terrible? Did you feel awful? Like
1: what? Oh, that's No, no, I did say that. Yeah, I said I felt terrible about it, you know, like I I didn't feel great at all. I didn't I didn't I wasn't empowered by it. I wasn't okay. Happy with what I was doing in the game. Not that it turned me away from the game. I didn't. I didn't take enjoyment whatsoever out of that. And
0: it's so they succeeded at what they were going for with you.
1: For me, absolutely. And it's not. That's not the only game and the only situation where that is true. You mm-hmm. know, like I, for me personally, and I. I don't want to go too much longer into this. I want you guys to talk about it as much as me. Um, I, the only influence that video games have personally had on me with being violent is them being difficult And my personality, the way it is when I start something, I want to finish it like that. That's how I am. Um, that's why I get so addicted to side missions in video games, side quests. That's why if it's a game I love, I want to finish the achievements. So when it's a game that's particularly difficult. Or a game that I take a lot of I put a lot of investment in, I put a lot of time in I get more emotionally invested, obviously I, I think that goes without saying that uh-huh. the only time I've ever felt violent at all is because my me I need to make the cognizant choice of being like, all right, I need to put this down, I need to relax, I need to come back to it another time. And I've done I've gotten better at that with age but you know there were times when I was much younger like like the infamous story that I've told so many times where I I was get playing a very laggy Call of Duty game I got angry and I punched a hole in my wall when I was 19 years old and that was pretty much the end of me playing Call of Duty online because I realized at that point I was like you know I need, I need to practice moderation and
0: but tangentially that wasn't the violence of the game that made you want to do that it was the exactly. exactly
1: no that's exactly it and that's that's what i was unfortunately taking a long detour to get to that point is basically yeah the game the violence itself has never influenced me to be violent i understand that's not true for everyone for me that's the case whenever i play a violent game it makes me aware of what i'm doing you know if i'm killing people i'm aware of it and i'm In a way, I'm desensitized to it in a media format that never, ever, ever influences if I were to ever see a dead person, which I have, unfortunately. It's never made that easier to see in real life. Ever. And it's never made me be like, ah, there's a dead person. Whatever. It's never made me less empathetic towards the human race.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. There's a lot there to unpack. I'm gonna hold that. Josh, you've been absorbing this conversation patiently.
4: Yeah. um, There's definitely a gulf in how violence is treated from game to game. Um, I mean, you mentioned the No Russian mission, which was at least trying to get you to understand just how horrific uh, something like that could be. How well of a job they did, I think, is fairly mediocre. But at least they were attempting for that, considering how many people you kill, you know. Right. You know, orders of magnitude more throughout the rest of the game, and it's treated as exactly what you should be doing. Um. It was definitely, you know, at least at least interesting that they were they would try to. To, to actually make you think about that violence um yeah which which i appreciated because there are tons of games where well you just kill things as a matter of course that's that's how you interact with these games um and there's nothing to think about there and i don't think that's always the right call i mean for the longest time well there's only so many ways to interact with the game world shooting it pretty easy way to do it we've got a lot of shooters. Uh, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it is it is a thing. And, you know, especially if we're going to make games more and more realistic, more and more immersive, we're going to have to start thinking about whether that's something you actually want to live through is just, you know, more and more shooters. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I... I I do appreciate that a few, a few attempts have been made to show how horrible it is. I mean, one of my favorite games from a few years ago now was uh, uh, this War of Mine, um, which is like a survival game based around um, you know just, just trying trying to get yourself and this small community of civilians just to get through a civil war in a country and one of your options in that game is violence you can find weapons you can find you know different ways to protect yourself you know just Mm -hmm. scattered around from like weapons that have been left from the armies coming through and stuff and just trying the violence in that game is so much more important to the story they're telling because it's it's not a faceless thing um and I really, really enjoyed the way that game makes you actually think about actually actually doing this because it's not something that you just do lightly. You don't it's there are survival games where you stockpile as much ammunition as you can and kill everybody. That's the best way. Well, I'll protect myself. I'm a guy with a gun, i I can protect this whole whole group of people, because that's that's how games are. That's not going to work. There's it's 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 a complete just you can't do that. It's not how the world is. Yeah. Um and it was really really impactful making you see just the not just how horrible the violence was even if you had to do it to protect the people around you. But how it's not just this consequenceless thing, like there are effects from. Mm-hmm. Well, you were trying to trying to protect your family, but you know you just killed this guy. How does, you know. How how is that going to affect the people that were around them? Like it's not. Yeah. None of this so is. So it's like vacuum. violence is. Yeah. Violence is world building. Yeah. Um, and I really would like to see more games actually treat, you know. The violence in their games as something that is as impactful as it really is uh, yeah
1: as long as they're not using it as like a stepping like i think one of the things i think about is like fallout 3 in new vegas and they had a perk in there uh i think it's called the bloody mess perk where it just yeah. makes everything explode when yeah, you it shoot makes it. everything and make, it's yeah when i was 20 i thought that shit was awesome and hilarious and funny and cool mm-hmm and I, as I've gotten older, and I think things change with perspective and experience for sure. I realize violence for the sake of violence in a video game is not necessary, and that does glorify in some ways, you know, violent tendencies. I I, I think that's the truth. I now some people are going to sit there and disagree with me, and that's okay. I'm okay with that, and I'm not saying that violence in video games, promotes violence in real life. I don't believe that entirely. And I don't think this is a black and white issue either. I think putting violence in there for the sake of violence being there, fine. That's a choice people can make, and if some people enjoy that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think that is, in a, way, a sh- in a way, a shape, or form, a glorification of the violence itself. And I think putting violence in a game, whether you want to say something, such as Josh and I are talking about having a purpose for that, or even as like an art style choice. You look at something like Bloodstained that just came out recently. The game's fairly violent, but it serves the purpose of serving the art direction, the art form. And I think that's okay. Some people may view that as a glorification. I don't. I view that mm-hmm. as serving the purpose of the art, you know, this very yeah. gothic style. and. I think that it's important that that distinction is there when we consider that conversation on a broader scale. But for for me, just, I don't play games for the sake of violence anymore, like I did when I was younger. And that's because I've been exposed to it long enough that it's it's not appealing to me anymore as a, as a human being. It's not appealing to just pop into a game to just kill people for the sake of killing it like a Grand Theft Auto game, like when I was 14 and I was running down the street with a bat and just beating the shit out of grand mm-hmm. grandmothers and grandfathers because I thought it was funny as a kid, and mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily say there's anything wrong or right with that situation um I yeah. want, so the way I
0: want the games like yeah. it's GTA sort of- is a,
4: a, a good example, I think because that's a game that it does glorify violence like violence is the right call in that game all the time and they 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 do everything they can to make it feel that way and i'm i'm not saying that that's a bad thing like you're saying like i think there's there is definitely room for just senseless violence as a catharsis like just you know let's go play this dumb violent game i mean like yeah. If you walk Doom. within 20 feet of a pedestrian in GTA, they will yell about you being an asshole or something, just to make you feel justified for the knee—you know—kneecapping them with that bat you were walking around with. Like it's just—they <laughs> right. do this in order to make you not, like they're trying to do everything they can to get you to not think about the possibility that you could be doing something. The wrong. implications. Yeah. Right. I
1: think that, it's, what what it says about your psyche and what it says about the. Your your the way your brain works and the way it's wired. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it's interesting hearing you all you guys talk about it because I remember when I proposed this question sort of to Ludovic, who was the composer uh, for katana zero that i interviewed i was asking him why a lot of like uh, games like hotline miami and katana zero and in these subsets sort of um either cyberpunk or n- neo futuristic neo genres mm-hmm. use violence as an aesthetic it doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't have impact there's a scene in katana zero where uh, somebody's getting tortured and it's and it's it's uncomfortable and and that was the sort of thing i left when i really thought about this topic how it affected me i realized yeah. that it sounds simple, but violence makes me feel uncomfortable. And that's what those people yeah. want to achieve. Well,
4: I think it needs to. Because, I mean, like you mentioned in Katano Zero, that's a big thing in the, even grindhouse films. Like, just the whole... The aesthetic is over the top. It's in your face. And... hmm I don't feel that way when I'm playing GTA. Like, it's all cartoony and, you know, like propped up, but it doesn't feel uncomfortable. It's an yeah. easy violence in those games. Yeah. Um when it's normalized is when I think
1: that conversation of violence in video games comes into play. Not necessarily um like that's like that's the focal point and it's normalized. You play something like Call of Duty online, the whole point is killing people. Yeah. But it's not there to normalize it. It's there to be based on skill, you know. Like like blood, well, blood isn't like dripping everywhere. Brains aren't being splattered when you yeah. kill someone in Call of Duty or Fortnite. Generally, or... the
4: the completely unrelated sound effects are louder than any of the actual violence going on. Like you'll get a ping or you know, like really loud. Hey, you just crit somebody. It's it's its well, own sound I... effect. It's it's meant to be like more the competitive nature of it than. Right, yeah. and I
1: don't want to sit here and just slog anyway. on Grand Theft
4: Auto because no, there are no, no, no. many not, other games. Like I feel like they're they're going for something completely different, and I'm not even saying that that's turning people well, into think, killers. I'm just thinking. I feel like they're lazy with their violence a lot of times, and I, I'm not I, a fan I, of that. I, yes, there are some I, games that definitely do that.
0: I know? still think that that's answering the question in a sort of a backwards way. Like when Josh plays something like Grand Theft Auto, it makes him feel like he's a, he's almost like Shay was saying he's just aware. Of how they're treating violence, it doesn't really affect him on a personal level. Like he doesn't feel uncomfortable or sad for it, well, but he's aware. I feel uh,
4: patronized because it's like, <laughs> here, you're a good boy, like go out and do this thing. It's it's, yeah, I You feel know. insulted I feel like a little being, bit. That's how. The- yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, well, we could even we could even compare like, for this conversation, like rock star games. Like you look at something like Grand Theft Auto, where it it is you know rock arguably rockstar's most famous ip and it doesn't feel like the violence serves really a true purpose there like there's no like there's no reason for it being there other than it to be there which is fine again fine i'm not knocking it we look yeah. at something like the game bully and the purpose of violence being there was to say to, like, don't don't let people, you know, push you around. Bu- bullying is not an okay thing. And this was, you know, the game was made at a different time when the ideology there was meet bullying with fighting back kind of thing. But then you look at something like Red Dead 2, which just came out recently, and you compare that to something like Grand Theft Auto V, both of these worlds feel very alive, but for completely different reasons. Kind of what to Josh was alluding to earlier, uh, Grand Theft Auto feels alive with violence. And something like Red Dead 2 feels alive because you're interacting with these people for positive and negative. You're interacting with the natural landscape that's happening. You're not just going into that game killing. Yeah. Like The, the well, missions aren't predicated on that. And for me, playing Red Dead 2, when I did have to kill people, because they, there's more attention to the natural world and details in that, with Rockstar that I really, the, the killing was that much more impactful. When I walk into a town and I have to rescue uh, a guy in my, my gang, my cowboy gang, he's been imprisoned and I have to walk in and kill a bunch of guards and then escape town shooting half the town. I felt like shit having to do that. But yep. you know, yeah. at the same time, you know, you're rescuing your, one of your, your the, gang members, your crew, and they yeah. did a really good job. Of not glorifying the violence in there and making me feel the impact of the violence itself. You, you know, I felt I felt uncomfortable. I felt terrible shooting those people, but I also understood I had I had to rescue. You know, like my brother or whatever you want to call him.
4: They, um, that's a game that I feel like I wasn't a big fan of. A lot they did in that game, just because it was it felt like a slog. But the way they handled violence was very good. Like that mission where you rescue rescue Micah is great that way because you get put in this just dumb situation because this guy that you know because he's part of your group you're loyal to and you've got to go get him out. It's a dumb situation no one should have been in it and you feel a like shit for having to help yeah. this guy out by killing yeah. people who were just trying to do their job and then b you end up hating the guy himself because he makes the situation worse throughout. Um, mm-hmm. And they're able to get this across in a way that, like, the violence in that mission feels very different than when you just got ambushed by a rival gang and they, you know, uh, just tried to kill you all out of nowhere and you've got to yeah. shoot your way out of it. It they, They're able to... Because nobody in that town did anything wrong. Exactly. You know, they were just... <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And the way they're able... the the fact that it feels different when you're playing through those sections is very well done. Very well done. So yeah. right.
0: I even I can agree with you more. Josh. Yeah, I
4: game even game
1: think more. a game like Ape Out, which is sorry, sorry, if I interrupted. <laughs> right, I was just trying
4: to
0: slip in a joke. It was fine. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: um, even a game like Ape Out, where that game is the whole point is violence. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the simple premise is you're a gorilla. You're yeah. escaping. You're throwing people against the wall, Learning and they're people, exploding.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, but it served the purpose of adding to the art and the music of the game. And yeah, it wasn't so much that these people were exploding; it was that it looked like they were de-evolving into paint, and it made <laughs> yeah, it this didn't kind didn't of feel violent at all.
4: Yeah, yeah. It well, didn't that feel and violent violent also yeah, you're you're an ape. Like that's the there's there's no moral compunction there like there's there's a little bit of a you know sort of environmentalist bent to it but for the most part it's just i there's there's you're not right or wrong you're just an ape who's trapped you've got to find your way out of this thing like it's there's there's no judgment on it because of the the setting and it does it it that's one that you you get that same grindhouse feel like the violence is over the top there's blood everywhere like it's like there everyone else has guns you feel like the underdog but somehow you're able to just murder your way through all of this um
1: right and it's yeah and it's not it's not the point isn't to kill people the point is to allow this captured uh animal essentially this this species to yeah. escape yeah just to get and, out like yeah
2: yeah yeah, you know, exactly. When I think
0: about a lot of these games that succeed the most, it's just when they handle the tone right because like when I think of Katana Zero and stuff like that like it's like a grindhouse piece but then they want you to feel things at certain times and, and I know we talked about Far Cry the same way. It's like almost laughable at times but then oh here's a really serious scene and those tones are going to affect everyone differently. I think the, the interesting thing I, when I think about that No Russian sequence was a lot of people had an issue with it because they didn't feel like Call of Duty had the deft hand uh, to handle it because it's like oh, a bunch of seventeen-year-old bros grabbing their Mountain Dew, grab Call of Duty. Oh, and now they have to murder. So they didn't feel like it was a mixture of the audience or the people creating it to to handle something like that because it felt out of uh, out of character in a way, and that's yeah. tough because they they could make the argument that they wanted to introduce that audience to something more real, and then you could make the reverse argument that. It felt out of place because of that.
1: that. They
4: hadn't earned it. Right.
1: I could could understand the criticism on both sides, too. That'd be mm -hmm. like if we suddenly decided to, this podcast, slip in a 20-minute political section, people would be like, what the fuck? And maybe we had something very poignant to say about politics in general, not necessarily U.S. politics or anything like
4: that. Yeah, but why would anyone want the opinion of, you know, four gaming assholes? Like right. Whether and, or not you have something useful to say, there's something and, about you know. Yeah. Whether you've that specifically.
1: It. Yeah, specifically that Call of Duty section. It's like what they were trying to do. I admire what they're trying to say and what they're trying to do. I admire. I just don't think that was the the IP to do it
2: you know. And
0: that's a that's a fair opinion to have, but I remember just actually feeling a little uncomfortable, not as probably as much as if a better developer had handled it, you know. That's one thing I missed from God of War. I w- the new God of War didn't make me feel uncomfortable at all, but I remember in a way feeling uncomfortable and Kratos would bash somebody's head on in a door 15 times. And which is strange because those games are almost comical um with violence, but uh I just wish that the new
4: God of War it had made me feel uncomfortable. That's interesting, like the, I felt
1: the I felt the polar opposite. Yeah,
4: I felt completely opposite. Like nothing. Yeah. You did, I had there was no reason to care about anyone because Kratos was such an asshole in the all the older games.
0: Well, I wasn't. I didn't care about anyone. But I was just saying that, like some of the vi- how over the top they were with it was like, oh, that was hard to watch. I'm just let's erase that. Let's just say I had so wished just, just, that the uh, okay the new one had made me feel like. There wasn't any scenes, like, in The Last of Us, the little bit I played, um, but there wasn't any scenes in, like, the new God of War that made me go, like, holy shit, and, like, put my controller down, and be like, ugh, that was was rough, which surprised me. But, Fish, let's go back to you before we end this topic. Mm -hmm. Have you thought of anything? Mm -hmm. Did you think of one?
3: I thought of one, and it was, it's not something that's, well, it's part of the game, but in Resident Evil 4, the merchant that you come across, when I first came across him in the game, okay. I actually ended up uh shooting him with a shotgun. And you, you were right there alongside me, Morgan, kind of like watching me play and just like you were like just like disgusted with me that I did that and I was just like, yeah. Well, it's just a video game. He's a merchant. I'm pretty sure he's going to spawn in the next area. And sure enough, like I get to a certain point in the game and Morgan's like, "Hey, he, that merchant was supposed to be over here." And I was just like, "Oh no." What have I done? You know, this simple action that I took in this game cost me but, this merchant for the rest feel, of the video you didn't, game. you did
0: you only felt bad because you couldn't buy shit from him anymore. <laughs> well,
3: no, the the at the, the moment I shot him, though, like, I felt like I did something, like, terribly wrong by, like, the look on your face. You were just, like, you were in shock.
0: Oh, so because I felt bad, you felt bad.
3: Yeah. yeah Where's your soul, like... you soulless
0: husk? God damn it. He's looking around. Does anybody else feel bad? Oh, shit. I should really feel bad about this. Everyone seems uncomfortable. Pretty
3: much. Well, I didn't know the
2: extent
4: the of like, what yeah. I did. And looks this, around the this room. This is a lot about how oh. fish perceives video Oh, they're not behavior. reacting that way. Oh, no. That's great. Fish has the best <laughs> example.
2: Does.
0: You, if you, I know you had a chance to probably listen to it, Shay, but last week, fish had the best. Competitive example in the world. Check that out. Um.
1: <laughs> I, need to, I need to catch that episode. I, mm. haven't wa- I haven't listened to it yet. I really need to. It's
0: true. Um, Josh, you said you had one more example.
4: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a, another one from this year. Was uh, um, violence isn't really a huge well parts not violence in the traditional sense that we use it in gaming, but. Um, In the stillness of the wind, um, one of the items you have just around your farm that you can, you know, use is this rusty old shotgun that is way too big for this old lady that just is the only way she can protect her farm animals if if she needs to. If wolves come around, uh, you know, looking for something to eat, um... And it's it's a similar sort of situation to the, uh, like I was saying in this war of mine, where (laughs) throughout that game, I always made sure I had a few bullets around, just in case I needed to scare off some wolves. Um, And again, it's not that you feel like these wolves are evil, they're just trying to eat. Like, they're they're in the same position you are. They're, you know, they're hungry. Things aren't going so well. Right and by the end of the game, they had eaten all of my livestock. Like I, I don't know if I shot a single one of those wolves because it was just, yeah. I don't know if I was missing them. There's just more than <laughs> I could do. Any like, it was it was, it's this. It's it felt like this lost cause. Like I was, you know, the gun was there to make you feel safe, and it does nothing. Um. Yeah. And I feel like it, that that was another one of those situations where it it makes you it really just consider your actions. Like, like, was it even worth it to go out there and try to kill these things? Like, I was hungry before I went out there. I ate an egg today. That was all I could scrounge together for myself. <laughs> and then I stayed up all night trying to protect, you know, my last couple chickens. And I didn't. And it it like it, mm. it gets across the futility and just the the uselessness of, of nature <laughs> um, the, the harsh just, realities yeah, just just fighting against something that you can't control um, and that was just yeah. yeah, just another another game that I think handled it well, there's not like i said there's not it's not a violent game per se, but just the way it handled it, I felt was really good, really good.
1: Hmm. That's fair. Yeah, it sounds I haven't played it, but it sounds like it has a purpose in what it's doing violence wise.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because as we sort of cap this topic, that's always gonna be in the perspective of the beholder. If you feel like the artist is it's earned, you feel like they have the deft hand to pull the across, you're gonna be more open to feeling those different emotions, unless you're fish, because you don't feel nothing. Hmm. Uh, just dead inside. Um
1: You you don't feel nothing? That means he would feel everything, or something. Oh, that's
0: true. That's that's a, that's a great point. Sorry. Um, well, you feel nothing. Yeah, double negative. You can't do that. Oh, remember in the office when mm-hmm. he circles it out? You don't don't feel nothing. There you go. Um, Fish, you show. feel something. Mm-hmm.
1: Hold that. Hold that close to your chest, yeah. your what? heart. Okay. Morgan said, today, you are no longer a soulless husk.
0: Mm. Uh, well, mm. this is the most husky day mm. he's had yet. <laughs> 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 he has enough soul to show up on time to our Skype appointments with our patrons. I know. Mm. That. Um,
1: C- uh, come right. on, that's speaking behind of the which, scenes. Speaking of on. which, now
0: people love those stuff. Speaking of which, if you want to go to Patreon.com/swordchomp, we have a twenty-dollar tier where you can Skype with us. Come on, and uh, we'd love to get to meet you. Um, exciting news today: we have a Fantastic new sponsor that I know Shay is just bristling to tell us about.
1: I am. So let's talk for a minute about our new sponsor, Poster Burner. Uh, Posterburner.com is a place where you are able to make a poster based off of anything you want from a picture to a collage to a motivational piece that you can hang around your house. They allow you to customize the poster how you want and you can even Include your own text. I know Josh has been considering documenting every time he buries his head into his hands at our lame jokes. And I am even considering making a poster for Morgan, a collage rather, of all the victories that he has had over Fish with his Ganondorf on Smash. But (laughs) I digress. They have incredibly fast shipping, if you need the poster quickly, that Josh can attest to here in a minute. On top of that, they are running a sale through August where movie-sized posters are starting at $19.99. But they do have other products besides posters. They do mouse pads, phone cases, tote bags. But unfortunately, they don't make special Kate Upton underwear fish. I'm sorry. Oh, I know man. you wanted those. Oh man, it Can't happen. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. God, so they
4: just couldn't how, handle the bulk you know of the orders.
1: It's true. Uh, it's true. Too it's many. Shame. Too many. Ten underwear a week is too much for them to handle. Fish, but actually, so Josh, you ordered a poster. You had to ruin this week. it for us.
4: Fish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you ordered a poster <laughs> this week. What do you think about it? I it acts really quickly.
4: Yeah, I am actually. like you mentioned before the shipping. Really impressed with that because it was just here really really quickly which was great because i waited too long or what i thought was too long to end up ordering the poster to make sure it was going to get here in time for the show today so i thought i'd done fucked up and it (laughs) it uh it made it here in time anyway um yeah which was very appreciated um but the paper quality the printing quality is top notch and it was actually actually a nice a nice thing for me because I've had a photograph that I took years ago that I've wanted to get enlarged and hung up in the house just forever forever yeah. and I finally had the opportunity to uh to get that done and it was it was really it was really it nice was... to see my work that I was so proud of from years ago know, years ago. Like, actually, done justice. So it's, it's, and it really... looks
1: really good. Like, the contrast and colors, we were talking about it before the show. Um, the contrast and colors looks great. It looks very high quality.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sharp. Like, it was, yeah. uh, it was blown up to like two by three feet, somewhere around that size. Yeah. And this was, uh, it looks, yeah, good. It, 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 it looks, looks It looks nice.
2: Yeah. So if
1: you're interested in this, listeners, please check them out. At posterburner.com
0: yeah, fantastic. I would you can go get yourself a sword chomp logo poster, slap it up in your bedroom, and uh, the whole world will know.
4: Well, you chomp nation. If, if you manage to bring the whole ro- world through that bedroom, which is <laughs> which, you know God Morgan's you. goal in life, so <laughs> it really is. Yeah,
3: some people have, you know, their bedrooms in a subway.
4: you know, huh. that's an idea. If you're homeless, the world is your
1: bedroom. I was just gonna say that's the (laughs) one thing you hang it up on a train (laughs) in a subway. I thought
0: that's what Fisher's making the joke about. No, 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 no,
1: no, that is what he's making. That (laughs) would be hilarious. I'm trying to imagine like a homeless person who listens to our podcast somehow just hanging a giant sword chomp tapestry from this site. (laughs) Check these guys out. This is the only way I'm connected to the real world at this point.
0: <laughs> just listening to our podcast—that's a scary right. thought.
4: I know we're the filter; <laughs> know. they're getting the world through, right?
0: Oh, like... Come on, fish! It's not enough that you felt <laughs> nothing playing these violent games, but now you're just bagging on homeless people. You're sick. What's wrong with Come you? Come on,
4: fish!
1: Hey, oh, they need loving I'm too. Sorry.
2: Just try
0: to <laughs> Come on, fish! Give me something! Give me something! Anything! <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, seriously, like I would love to have one of those swords in my uh, in my studio around the house. One of our fans, so check them out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good shit. Um, speaking of some interesting shit, I uh, at one point considered getting a. <laughs> well, that wasn't the exact segue I was looking for. Um, I was. It works. <laughs> At one point, considering getting like still a No Man's Sky poster from hmm. my room in here. Um, I wanted to break this up into two weeks just because I haven't had a lot of time with the uh, actual Beyond demo, but I did want to talk about the VR impressions because I think that's the thing people are most interested about with the No Man's Sky VR. And one cool thing about being an adopter of VR is that it's something that still a lot of people don't have. It's still fairly niche. Like I was on a podcast as a guest. Just last week, and I was asking him about you know VR, and nobody had a VR headset. And I was like, "Oh man!" So it's still I'm the only one here that has one. So it's still you know despite being a lot more affordable, it's still pretty neat. But um, I, as people know, am the No Man's Sky zealot. I have been a huge fan of that game uh, for the past four years. Even OG No Man's Sky, I still love the hell out of. Don't care care what anybody says. Um, and every year has been a lot of fun to come back to a new update, but this was the big one because it was supposed to be a dream come true. It was supposed to be VR virtual reality, my favorite game, a dream world. I get lost in my headset for hours and hours and never want to come back to the real world ever again. Um,
4: and we had our hopes up that you wouldn't. <laughs>
2: Just, just (laughs) hoping that you would, you would. We can only help Josh. Uh
0: (laughs) It was, it it was tough because I just tried not to think about it for like until because I didn't actually announce the release date until like two weeks before it came out, but I knew it was coming out in the summer. But I was just trying to think about it, and then like the last three days before it was coming out, I just could not stop like thinking about it it was getting annoying i was like oh my god just stop thinking about it i kept trying to bring my expectations down like i ended up getting sick over the weekend and i was like worried i was still gonna be sick on wednesday when it came out i was gonna like pukers i was like i was everything i was worried was gonna get in the way of me trying this out in vr um and the funny thing was i watched from people that know this i watched my niece as my primary job in the mornings. So my sister dropped her off, and <laughs> I was just waiting for her to take a nap so I could put that headset on. I was like, come on. <laughs> take a fucking nap, please. Because I just you know, that was the soonest I could get to the damn thing. Nobody knew when it was going to drop. I was hunting the Reddit pages like a fucking scavenger. Um. And, uh. <laughs> what, am I missing Sorry, unrelated. Yes.
4: Unrelated. Okay. It was just a knowing nope. look shared between two nerds. <laughs> damn
0: it. Now we gotta know. We have to type that private. Um but I if you want me to tell you
1: basically do it, do it. Okay. Since we just since we uh just integrated that new merch store, uh we're we're thinking of ideas constantly, Josh and well, all of us are. Uh Josh mm-hmm. just type in our private WhatsApp chat. We need a general mountain time clock. And I was like,
0: Oh, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so you can always fuck up time. With uh-huh. me. Uh huh. Right, but that's the if only you could make the clock actually wrong. Yeah, the <laughs> like I was always thinking, wrong. Like, the off. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing.
4: Yeah. um, fuck. It's okay. Let's just have a little, li- little, just little just See if we could. Uh, I think it's yeah. seven
1: seven a.m. EST. We should just have, have like them install little...
4: the hands on the wrong on the wrong like motor. So like, yeah. <laughs> That would be incredible.
0: Uh, yeah. True story. When I was younger, my mom made me a Tomb Raider clock because I was a big Tomb Raider kid. But I always remember, like, it was a cool picture of her shooting a gun. But it was the old Tomb Raider with the giant boobs sticking out. And I always remember the boobs and her were nipples always, were like,
1: like, the hands. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> boobs
0: were always, <laughs> the boobs are always the boobs are always three o'clock. So I was always like, it's boobo clock. Yeah,
2: mm.
0: that's all I got. Uh, <laughs> boob clock.
1: That's all I got.
0: <laughs> boobo clock. I was real mature, as you can tell,
4: mm-hmm. at that age.
0: Um, <laughs> clock make it hot uh, anyways back to my long-winded expose here I finally did put the headset on the PSVR headset and I gotta say we're right off the bat they did such a fucking hello game I love hello games so much and the fact that they put this in VR is literally impossible um but <laughs> they did such a hello games thing because there's no there's no indication when you start to the get there's like no VR mode there's no like <laughs> click you know like want to play this game in VR you have to literally just turn the VR headset on first, uh, which I know makes logical sense, and start the game, which is very weird. None of, not a lot of the other games are like that, that have VR and non-VR capabilities. There's usually like a like a do you want to switch to VR mode kind of a thing. So people were confused about it. They were like, I don't know. Like, How do I get this thing in VR? And everyone's like, well, just turn on your headset start the game. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and that's what you do. You turn on the headset and start the game. It looks the same, so you think it's wrong until you actually start playing it. And that first loading screen with the little dots that show all the planets that fly at your face, that uh, people know so well, that shows the galaxy, that'll look like it's in virtual reality. And that's how you know you're Mm -hmm. you're in there. So I thought that was a fucking... That's gotta be a trip flying through space in VR. It is. That is one of the better things it did. I will tell you this. I have two days with the game. The first day was not good. Um... A lot of people were disappointed to hear that. My first day with the game was not... I did not have a good time. Uh, yeah. I was I was actually really sad. My wife came downstairs. She was like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't think I like it. The only thing is, I don't think I like it. My life is empty, and I have no point in living. She's like, well, I'm pregnant. I'm like, well, you know, secondary.
4: Uh, so
1: <laughs> Little do you know, my how, love for no how man's did, sky, honey. How did this
4: relationship go downhill from berating her from the top of the stairs at the beginning of the show oh my god
0: uh, i know right um sorry i got distracted fish just walked in front of the webcam and i saw his biceps uh, i couldn't focus there for Ooh. a brief moment
3: Whew. i apologize <laughs> my apologies does oh, it make uh, you, you to warn
4: us You're... next time fish
1: this is the Sorry. longest No Man's Sky segment because you can't get out everything. You keep getting distracted
0: like a squirrel. Mm-hmm. I yeah.
4: just
1: thought
0: it'd be fun to just you know, build <laughs> it up a little bit. Uh, the, the short thrift of it is the resolution in PSVR uh, it makes it a little bit hit or miss. Um, not necessarily that it's much worse than a lot of other games, although games like Astrobot are incredible because they're on such a small scale and they're designed for VR. But the resolution for the first day was incredibly noticeable for me in a way that was um, pretty... Dist- pretty distracting. Uh sh- short shrift, what did I say? Short thrift? <laughs> Let's get the short thrift of it. <laughs> uh sorry, I don't know why that's so funny. Um and the first couple planets I landed on were like one was like a really stormy, snowy planet that had a lot going on. And one of them was like a very irradiated planet that was also had a lot going on. And the problem with resolution with the PSVR is you generally notice it from distances that are farther away like i know fish you noticed it whenever i let you try that final fantasy game and you know, at times when it was uh resident evil but at its best vrs for like with resolution issues you want to get closer to things. anything that's in mm-hmm. a smaller confined space i don't know why resolution hurts distance things i don't understand the technical limitations of it um enough to know why but I was just bummed out that No Man's Sky. Like one of the things I love about it is sitting on a hill and looking out into that gorgeous, those gorgeous vistas. And in PSVR, at least in the first planets I tried, it was just like staring out into blurry, a blurry PS3 game or something. And I was like, "Fuck!"
4: Yeah.
0: Ugh! I was really bummed out. I was really bummed out. I walked around. I just couldn't get over that resolution drop. Um, I played for like an hour and a half, like two planets or so.
3: Anyways, the next I, day. I, I wonder if I wonder if you could have you know. Played it on like a pro because you're playing it on a regular PlayStation, right? You're not playing it on a pro.
0: They haven't patched the pro yet, but there are people that think the pro might look better, but we don't know oh, yet because okay. the they haven't patched it. Yet. I oh. do. Yeah.
3: So it looks the same on the pro
0: right now. It does.
3: Is what you're saying?
0: Well, oh, right now, weird. people on the pro are saying they're also noticing resolution issues. I I can't compare them oh. side by side, mm. but I'm entrenched yeah. in that. Community.
4: I have doubts about the pro really fixing anything with the distance because the resolution is just low in general on the headset and if it's that far Sorry. away you, you, there's just not enough information there compared uh, to like close yeah. up you just get way more pixels uh, you know that are actually allowed to be used to uh, to describe a particular object and you don't have a lot to work with on the headset to begin with so it makes a huge difference like everything close up looks great great on there and it starts to really drop off and especially on the scale like the you know cosmic scales you're talking about in no man's sky it's probably gonna be fairly noticeable whenever so something's farther away exactly
0: here's the weird thing so i went back yesterday With basically no expectations, kind of adjusted my headset, went at nighttime, it was dark in the house, quiet, wasn't going to be bothered. And I just started a new game on creative mode, because honestly, in VR, I didn't want to have to deal with, like, the grind, because, you know, I don't want to wear the headset for five hours at a time just to get off one island. I love that Mm -hmm. stuff in the actual game, or planet, but... And here's the weird thing. So, certain things look pretty damn good. I'll tell you what, space, because of how the art works in that game, actually looks really good and that surprised me because maybe it's the simplicity of it um it's it's uh, that's what i would guess there's less I think going on it's far on. enough
4: out that it it's essentially flat at that point because it's too yeah, far away to of. really have to worry about any depth of field going on there because you're just once you get up to that scale it starts to work again
0: i'd be curious about the math behind it because they're converting a game technically that wasn't designed for vr to vr um and I'd be curious to see what they're doing because it, there's some things that they change in VR mode. Like it feels like you get in and out of planets faster, um, which is weird. Like you're just suddenly out of the planet and you're like, whoa, that's weird. Like the way you manipulate the controls and stuff. Yeah. Like there's just changes they made when the game is in VR that are very noticeable in a good way. Um, but there's some math going on. As someone who's played that game, I'm like, okay, there's some shit going on here. You know, cause they're all about their fucking math and algorithms, but and space was incredible. Like the feeling of being in the spaceship is the, be- the be- one of the best things about the VR because mm. the-, the resolution hit is not as noticeable, and space looks great. And the coolest thing is looking around in your ship looks great, even on the VR and the PSVR. You look around, look at your yeah. seat. I stood up, looked around. Um, the first time I found like a junked up, uh, like a big bus ship on
4: mm-hmm. creative
0: mode, I just jumped right in it, and it was like, whoa, this ship is way different. And it like kind of closed around me, and there was yeah. like. Part of it was like buzzing, you know, because the light was broken or whatever. And it was like, oh, all the personality of being in those ships is like, you know, exponentially magnified. So like flying, like the feeling of kind of lifting off and moving around and all that stuff. Nothing made me sick or anything, but that stuff was great. And planets, I started landing on some planets that were simpler. Me and Shay found this really cool desert planet when we played together. And I'm making some content there. And I said, well, I really like this planet, so I'm going to check it out. It was... Something about the look of that planet looked pretty good. in you are, hmm. you know, it didn't like blow my mind to Smurtherines, but it looked pretty damn good. So it a lot of it seems relative to what's going on because of the resolution issues. Planets that have a lot more storms, fuzz, you know, weird things. It's hmm. it's it's one of those relative just has kind of things. to start cutting
4: but... corners somewhere to make it work.
0: Yeah, hmm. yeah, and it was weird because the second night I had was a lot of fun. And the first night I had was not very good. So I'm kind of confused about even where I stand on it. But the last, uh, the last day I had was, was a good time. And walking under, I walked under this really big like creature that me and Shay had discovered. It was like one of those giant like goofy looking things that walks with two huge legs, like a massive thing. And I was like walking under its legs and, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. Like the scale of being on a lot of those cliffs when you're jumping into the oceans and stuff is, is like the like going underwater like at night yeah How was that
1: how is that going under the water
0: pretty good yeah like going like getting attacked by sharks at nighttime now they have a lot of glowing shit underwater
1: hmm. that that's um, cool like so some fluorescent and bioluminescent yes.
0: bioluminescent stuff all that stuff looked really good so the second day i have it is a lot better i will say the the move controllers i'm not a fan of how they work they're just really finicky for flying and at first i was like oh this is badass you see your hands individually and you can grab like the levers to take off and go to space but it just felt like a lot of work i was like eh, i don't really mm-hmm. want to do this and, and like the control with moving the little uh move stick i heard people complaining about it's pre- it just seemed too touchy i had trouble flying i i, I just didn't
4: like it so i think that just, would be a cool not stream getting... yeah Probably just not getting the feedback well, that you can... Yeah. Yeah. You, know, get just you can't stream controller.
0: it, actually, because you have to use your PlayStation camera for the VR, so...
1: I fucking hate my life! No, you <laughs> could actually do that. You could do that probably if you had a... Uh, um... A fucking... What are they called? God damn it. How did I just space the word?
0: The God damn it, what do you call it? The thing it? that They'll you use to web, stream... A
3: webcam? No! <laughs> so
1: I I capture card, Another capture camera?
4: card, capture card. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. you could stream well, it. They just—they don't need a picture of you. I mean, it probably, probably increases yeah. the value of the stream. Well, from...
0: I think the VR uses the camera for the actual. <laughs> actual you, do you,
1: you miss the joke. The joke. I know. I get. I, over
0: I get the joke. But I, <laughs> I, yes, I—I'm along with the joke. Mm. Yeah. If that you use a capture just... card,
1: you would just mm-hmm. use the webcam on your computer.
0: Yeah. PC. Well, I am jealous of people that are playing it. I I think the high-end PC players are not having as much resolution issues and I bet they are getting something awesome. I for yeah. for a day I actually was going through every possible way that I could afford like a, a brand new computer just so I could play it in VR and and then I realized that was a stupid financial decision. Um yeah. and and honestly the second day in the PSVR was enjoyable. Uh so in summation I will say this uh it was not the mind bending, life changing experience I had hoped it was, especially that first day. But the second day it's really, really cool. Kind of a results of a very main thing, but like everything I experienced on the second day was really, really cool and to play a game I loved in VR was really special, so I'll spend some more time with it. But the resolution thing I don't know why I had such expectations for something impossible, I mean. It's just you don't realize, like because of how vi- gorgeous the vistas in that game are and stuff like on certain planets, it was just a bummer. I like I like how gorgeous that game is, and it was a, tough to take that hit. But uh, fix your expectations, get some nice planets in space in particular. It's just incredible. So it's cool. It's cool. I uh, I'm enjoying it, but it it did not. It wasn't the you know life-changing experience I had hoped it was going to be. Hmm. Instead, it's just really cool. Okay. Um,
1: well, that's okay. Not everything needs to be top-tier level, but I can understand with this being one of your all-time favorite games that the, ex- the expectations were super high.
0: Yeah. Exactly. But I'll stick with it. Um, still mostly playing it out of VR. One thing for people who are trying it at home, I would say, find a planet you really like, then take the time to set up the headset and check it out further. You can kind of mm. check stuff out on your own, right? Then, when you find a place like the planet me and Shay found, that planet is so much cool shit on it. Those crazy sharks, those giant creatures. Uh, then I put the headset on, and that changed my experience a little bit. So Maybe explore without it until you find some places you like, then spend a the night jumping around and checking those places you like with the headset. So um, It just seems like... A, I love the grind in that game, but it seems like a lot of grind wear that headset. That headset it, it's comfortable for VR, but after an hour or two and that thing, it it's it's a lot. It's a lot to wear.
4: Yeah. So you're gonna start noticing the heat more with that. Because I yeah, just I'm having sweating. headset on I start to notice that a lot more playing games on PC, so you've got a whole headset yeah. instead of just, you know you know you know, cans, you're gonna you're
0: <coughs> gonna feel it. <laughs> It's it's still insane that they were able to do it. My entire game is in VR, and that that is an achievement unto itself in many ways, especially on PC. I'm sure. So, uh, mm-hmm. it's cool. It's a cool thing. Um, oh, we have a lot to get to. Let's get to some polls, baby. We got some exciting polls to get to.
4: That was, uh... <laughs> I like our new segment music i know it's pretty no. good i actually stole that from
0: someone you can't use that mm. <laughs> fish you know where i stole oh. that from
2: Mm-mm. okay
0: well good so many people listening will know exactly who i stole it from and oh, okay i literally
1: think no one's gonna know what that's from
0: they'll know they'll know um <laughs> so the first poll uh was just kind of gauging people's excitement for um no man's sky beyond and up settling at about a 70 percent or so on my super scientific slider I um, thought it was going to be worse because when the first like 15 people that voted did not seem to have any interest in that game and it was very bad. Um but it kind of evened out. I think a lot of people don't have VR so for most people it's just a update. Yeah. And uh yeah, I think VR, that's probably
4: probably about right.
0: Like I I love the game but even playing it a lot so far like a lot of things you're going to have to dig to find. Like the nexus you have like, the tutorial, I will say, is, well, saving that for next week. Not
2: gonna
0: do <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> uh, one funny thing we jumped on last week, Shay, accidentally, when we had our good friend Samuel Adams on as a guest, um, from Samuel Adams Medium, was we talked about, to- like, skateboarding, and how that craze was, like, so big, and it kind of made me, like, get nostalgic for that time, um,
1: Thinking about. <laughs>
0: no one knows <laughs> what this is
1: superman but, uh see that's the equivalent superman by goldfinger
2: oh
0: we should have went Primus or something. Everybody knows. So here
1: I am doing everything I can.
0: Okay, so you remember the, the music in those games? Yes, I everyone
1: remembers the music. Pretending I'm a Superman.
0: <laughs> Never heard of it.
1: So here I am. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Which Tony Hawk was that? One or that was two? the first one. Okay, first one. That was the only one I didn't play. Sorry. I failed you.
2: Mm.
1: Primus was on that one too. Jerry was a race car driver. Maybe
0: that was in the demo for the first one I had. Move so goddamn fast. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Primus was a weird thing. How did that latch on? I don't know.
1: I don't know either, but I do. I miss the first few Tony Hawks tremendously.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. I thought you said you missed them, but you missed. Yeah, 3 was amazing too. A lot of people forget that, but 3 was a PS2 game. It was also just so good musically. And all you did in those games was just fucking skateboard. Roll around, do flips in the air for hours and hours. I don't know how the hell it sustained our attention so long at the time, but it did. It was cool, man. It
1: even had, like, collectibles. Like, you remember you had to collect yeah. skate? The skate letters? <laughs> yeah.
4: Like yeah, the it Donkey had a Kong exploration letters? aspect to it. Kind of thing to it. And did. Yeah.
0: Yeah, did you guys ever play Thug? The one where you played Tony Hawk Underground? It was like, um, mm. no. you, you made a skater, and you sort of, like, started, like, the life of a regular kid sort of, like, meeting people, and it was almost like a RPG, in a way. Hmm. Um. Yeah, Thug think, was a big thing.
1: I th- I was, I think I was done with Tony Hawk Pro Skater after the third one. Like most thug, people,
0: Thug was cool. I think yeah, that's real. I still had a lot. So when I put this poll up, I said it's crazy to say, but the skateboarding fad died with the last great skateboarding game. All I was trying to say was that the last great skateboarding game was basically when skateboarding also stopped being in the American consciousness. Now, I got some good responses, and if I can find them in time, I'll get to them. But a lot of people immediately messaged me because I used a picture from Tony Hawk 2, including Shay Layton, to inform me that the skate series was also great. I can't even tell you the amount of people that were so upset that I used Tony Hawk 2 as the last great skateboarding game. I'm sorry, okay? It was just an example picture that I used. So, whew, never doing that again.
1: Yeah, hope you learned your lesson, bitch.
0: <laughs> that I did. I had to do another poll to make up for that poll. I've never done that before. I had to do two polls. Ow. Oof. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, poll.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, the second poll was, I've gotten about 100 messages about Skate Thug and Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. My point was simply, when skateboarding video games died, so did the fad on a mainstream. That came back 70% yes. So people were like, all right, I can buy it. Um. Now, the interesting thing is, whether skateboarding the, the slowdown of skateboard caused the death of the video games, or vice versa? That's a better debate to have. Mm. That would be
1: a really interesting topic to have. I mean, I don't think it'd be a long-lived one. I think it'd be probably one of our shorter topics, but it'd be fun <laughs> to talk about it.
0: We're having it right now. This is All our right, short we're having it right now. Uh-oh. Let's do it. I, I think, hmm. from my personal experience, I was both a skateboarder and a skateboard video game player mm. that uh the game back when your just... legs worked
4: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> my daughter wants to skateboard for her birthday and i thought about teaching her to skate and i was just like oh shit i'm scared now <laughs> 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 what'll happen Daddy's if i try a, a kickflip
4: <laughs> yeah i could do a kickflip i could do a pop shove it too
0: <laughs> um god the good Anyways, my theory was that I lost interest in the skateboarding games in general because they kind of beat that horse to death. And then as I sort of got older, skateboarding was less of a means of actual transportation as well because I was, you know, not a 16 year old child and I had no reason to skateboard anymore. So it was a mixture of things. Now, skate, I remember being a little nostalgic for personally because those games were actually really cool and they tried to do some stuff with the genre. But nobody at the age I was playing skate was still skateboarding that I knew. We had cars, you know what I mean. We were getting around in a normal way. So, um, and that's
1: not as fun of a game. Going no. through driver's head and then just driving around—that's uh-huh. not as fun.
0: <laughs> that's Grand Theft Auto. We know how that turns out. Yeah. Actually, that's uh-huh.
1: more like Gran Turismo and Forza. <laughs> I like
0: think those, ga- uh, those games are alright. They're fun. Um, all the racing haters here, don't mm. don't eat that haterade. Uh, drink it. You can't eat it unless it's frozen. Um. So, ugh. uh, how do you guys feel about this? Do you guys? Did you guys? In what made you fall away from the skateboarding games? Uh, or did you guys ever skateboard? I
1: tried skateboarding. I was never good at it. I was more of a biker. Um, I okay, had BMX BMXer. bikes growing up. I tried skateboarding. Wasn't good at it. No, what the what made me fall away from the games was just oversaturation. Like you yep. play the first yep. few, and you're like, I get it.
4: I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel. Like I mentioned, the whole exploration thing there before they they feel like skateboarding was the theme there, but a lot of them feel an awful lot like the platformers of the time, where you're collecting a bunch of stuff, you're going through there. Like they had the whole score aspect as well, but they they felt really similar in a lot of ways. And yet, between all the skating games, because there was just no end. To the skating games when that was a thing, um, and and also the kind of platforms, platformers that had inspired them, I was I was fairly burnt out by uh, by around the time they were going away, and I I I think I don't think I was completely alone on that, just just general burnout. It probably didn't help them.
0: Well, you know, if you were a burnout, Josh, it might make you more into skateboarding. Zembo yeah, yeah. People say it burnouts, degenerates, skateboarders. Real funny. Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't hear.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was vicious. Can hear laughter. <laughs> that was you laugh. beautiful. i proud laugh. of you. <laughs> oh my goodness.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm
4: going to bottle no, it's that up. That save you, it. It's just like yeah. Oh, keep that for later fine vintage of fish just being that oh oh just you like that john yeah pretty sure harsh. that's the most
1: passive aggressive burn mm-hmm. i've heard it on this podcast
0: fine. that is not i didn't even take that as passive aggressive ah uh fish do you skateboard at all as kid?
3: uh a little bit A but I, I had a friend in high school who wanted to be a pro skater actually so like I was around that type of stuff growing up um of course watching MTV at that time that was like the thing like seeing Bam Margera on there like eventually like the you know those uh Bam Margera went on to like have his own like reality show where he just did stupid shit all the time um but like that's kind of like when skateboarding kind of died for me at that point I was just like you know what this. It, it's too much it's there's like this like uh like the oversaturation of the game like it was just so oversaturation of it in real life for me at that time I was just like Media, yeah yeah skateboarding's just like it's not all what it's cracked up to be I don't skateboard what whoa exactly whoa skateboarding's
0: just... not all it's cracked up to be mm. whoa whoa <laughs> shots
4: fire
3: roller rollerblading is where it's at. Mm. So you it.
4: decided you <laughs> decided to go back a decade instead. That's that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, you go to a roller uh, rink. Josh, it's good good nice and
3: air conditioned. <laughs> you get to skate around in a circle.
1: Oh, you get to bring you get to bring your honey and pretend like you're gonna rollerblade with her to that slow song. Aww. Mm-hmm. You should go
0: to the roller rink to try and meet some mm-hmm. some. Uh, you know, that's a good idea. Why don't you Why don't yeah. you go? You,
1: you meet all the single mothers.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Ah, yeah, yeah. the single ladies,
1: ah, the single ladies, <laughs> All that.
2: yeah
0: That just really made me sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I got this really good copy wait, from... Wait, wait, um, wait, wait,
1: My don't... singing or the the idea of him No, the thought. The, the singing oh, was... Okay. The singing made me sad, because I know it was terrible.
0: Mm. I do like the way that beat hits in that song. If you like it, then you put it away it's darker than you think it would be such a strange song. like the the in the chorus if you listen to the melodic progression of the the beat um the mighty midget left me a really good response here I i i like this one they said i think it was actually a reversal of that when skateboarding died as a fad so did the games same thing with paintball paintball was really big for a while the Greg Hastings games came out. It lost popularity. The game stopped. I mean, it's a little niche, but I feel you. Now there's totally room to argue cause and effect from both views, and I'm sure that the various games' popularity could definitely point to an increase or decrease in sales for each sport. Um, which made me think about that sort of idea. There's a possibility we all have a blind spot because we're not kids anymore, and you don't really need a skateboard when you're above the age of 18 years old. And that's not a slam for anybody who's older, or maybe a pro skater or whatever, but like I used it as a form of transportation as well. So you kind of grow out of needing that. Um I don't know. If like you're getting around
1: a college campus, like a longboard is very useful. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, but they make Heelys but, these days. They hoverboards, yeah.
0: I don't
1: know. I don't I don't know. <laughs>
0: Remember those shoes that were big for a I while, while they, where people would just run and then do. they, they ro- the wheels would kick yeah, out of the shoes. Heelys. oh, those are heel yeah. oh shit. Oh I didn't those know what those Heely, were called. Yeah.
3: Sorry. you <laughs> <laughs> Remember when like, hoverboards uh, were a
1: thing like four years ago? Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. What happened there? Uh, There'd be a guy, uh, he'd always roll like whenever on campus, whenever we'd, I'd go to play pickup games, he'd roll into the gym on his hoverboard. That's <laughs> we're amazing. all just like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, come on, that's man. That's so
0: unfair. Why, why can't he just roll around on a hoverboard without prosecution?
1: That's true. Persecution is what you're looking for, not prosecution.
4: <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. I think yeah, we should go yeah. ahead and make it official.
1: Prostitution? What? <laughs> Whoa, No.
4: Why can't he roll in on his hoverboard without
0: prostitution? Come on! Um, yeah. Persecution.
1: Well, you know, it's it's not probably not great for the gym floor rolling <laughs> Why in. Why don't you crucify him to his shit,
0: board but... and leave him to... Alright, anyway. I mean, it's there's things like that should be cool. It should be cool to have a hoverboard. It shouldn't be something you're worried people are going to make fun of you about.
1: Well, you shouldn't be rolling into a fucking gymnasium where people Why? are going to play basketball. Because Why? you're bringing this in dirt and grime. Oh, this I forgot. You guys live in America still. You know what's funny? In Japan, they actually take off their outdoor shoes before they enter the gym.
3: Huh. Oh, those must be nice. You know,
4: they're clean. gym floor. It's nice. Yeah. They're actually clean. Yeah. No, that's, that's the actually reason they're called gym shoes it. in the north. Cause you actually, I'm amazed that Great Falls didn't do this. But then again, you know, expecting people to own two pairs stop of shoes is probably Great a bit Falls. much. God. Yeah. No, don't
1: stop. I'm gonna wear my shit-kicking steel-toed boots right to this wedding, and afterwards, I'm gonna go sling some fucking mucking in my fucking backyard. See, Fuck. see I'm
4: I'm just shitting over them from being inbred, and you've got you've gotta take it there. There's nothing saying hey he's look I live there I live woods, there for twenty six crap of
1: my thirty years of life can't
4: be fine people.
1: There there are some wonderful people there.
4: Shay's just a guy who dates a
0: he's married to a girl for twenty years and then gets a new girlfriend and talks shit on his old girlfriend to everybody. It's like, Well, you were married to her for twenty six years, alright? I I that? suddenly was
1: married to her from twenty to twenty six. <laughs> <in that
0: story. laughs> my metaphor is just you were crazy. married to
1: her forty seven years i'm not even i'm not even forty yet <laughs> you've been married to her for, for three hundred and sixty seven goddamn years
0: the uh, yeah the point is young kids might skateboarding still might be a thing, but it's not a cultural phenomenon it was There was a perfect storm of games uh the the sport and the x games were getting big at the time there was a a lot of these phenomena are a perfect storm it's not just one thing that's my theory.
1: True. I think it's more niche now, but I will tell you what. As a kid, going to skate parks was a lot of fun. It was fun to get kind of caught up in that culture for a little bit, even though I was on the outside trying to look in, trying to break into that. It was a cool experience and it was a cool phenomenon when it happened. But yeah, trends come and go. And I think that's ultimately what happened there. And I think that like Fish said, it dying in our our culture led to the death of the games, essentially.
0: Uh, a lot of skaters yeah. are gonna love this next poll. Bongs. They came out with a new Pokemon, Galar Weezing, and the Internet went a frenzy. Um into a frenzy? Can you say it can you say went a frenzy? Does that work? No, nope. it doesn't work. The internet went into a frenzy about galar wheezing because it resembles yes a bong you have seen it 65% of our audience voted that yes it does look like a bong
4: um you know if you try hard enough almost any pokemon can be a bong
0: just cut a hole into the side of it yeah um that's where you put put the little Lodi chamber that i forgot the name of uh, <laughs> i used to know all these stone exactly. terms back then <laughs> You? what'd you call it a loadie <laughs> chamber <laughs> true story fish You remember those sobe bombs we used to hit <laughs> it doesn't get so high you'd vomit um, chamber evolves oh,
4: yeah. into warehouse <laughs>
0: uh, no but seriously you know whatever I'm pretty liberal personally about pot as long as people aren't driving while they're high which I'm not a big fan of you know In these form of DUIs, obviously, but uh, we live in a different world. and uh, It's weird to me. Don't you guys think this is weird? that Nobody at Nintendo, they either didn't realize it looked like a bong, or they realized it looked like a bong and didn't care, because the, the second they put it out, everyone in the world thought it looked like a bong. So, what do you think it was? They just didn't care, or just really didn't think of it as a bong?
3: I'm surprised that everybody in the world knows what a bong is.
0: Really? Okay. Mm hmm.
3: Huh. Just saying. Mm. There could be some people on that poll who don't know what a bong is,
4: Morgan. Yeah, 35% that voted More it's surprising a is mark. that so people will recognize a top hat anymore. So, it's. I mean. <laughs> right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. First I saw the bong, and then I saw, oh, it's. Yeah, it's just a smokestack on top of yeah. his head. It's supposed to look
4: like kind of like a yeah. He's, he's top got hat, a you know. literal stovepipe top hat.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: think mm-hmm. it looks dumb, to be honest with you. But the bong makes it funny, at least. Um, I don't know. I got some people that were really upset about it. They were just like, "Everyone sees a bong. It's obviously not. It's supposed to be a uh I uh, I can't. God damn it, Josh! What'd you say? It's supposed to be a a top like hat. a like a chimney kind of thing. Um. People got Some people are getting really into it, but it's obviously just a joke. So. Anyway, Galar wheezing. Bong? Or here's, no bong? Here's
1: all I'm going to say. If people are getting frustrated at that, might need to take an anger management
4: class. Or, you know, just a good toke. That's yeah. true. You know, I <laughs> fucked up there, Josh. I think you <laughs> thought
1: that's where I was going. There we go. Yeah. I don't want to endorse drugs. But mm. if you if you do partake and you are in a state where it is legal, please. Feel free to, at your discretion. Yeah.
4: Hit your yeah. nearest Pokemon. I mean, look, I... Just...
1: Hit yeah. that dispensary <laughs> cool. and play some Sun and Moon while you're waiting. <laughs>
0: Since I had kids, I cut it out. But when I was younger, I was very pro-herb. Uh, you know, me and Fish had a lot of good memories. We'll talk about it some other time. Um...
1: Oregano does go well on pasta.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yuck.
3: Talk my language now.
0: Uh, I remember Michael, Spot- Michael Scott bought that... Uh... Oregano. Uh, from else People. Put it in Toby's desk. Anyways, uh, another... Po- it was a double week for Pokemon Shame. This one caught me. Because I didn't notice it at first. 92% of our audience thinks that the new Pokemon Lagoon, I think is the name of it. It's a new evolution for Lanoon. Looks like Gene Simmons from Kiss. 92% of our audience. That's insane. That is insane. Uh, what do you guys think?
1: I think he just wants to rock and roll all night.
4: Nothing wrong with that.
1: Possibly wants to party every day.
0: Chatty group here. Chatty group. Hmm. Um, I did not notice it when I first saw it. I thought it just looked like kind of a cool Pokemon. And maybe that's because I don't have a lot of familiarity with Kiss. Um, not the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Hmm. But the coloration and the tongue, the tongue is what did it for me. When I went back and
4: looked. I I think without that, I I don't. Well, I mean, there's no other similarity, but the tongue really kind of does make it. I just hope
1: he, in his attack or his moveset, he has an attack called Love Gun.
4: I mean, why wouldn't they?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man, you got to have a Love Gun attack. Um Zigzagoon evolves to Lunoon, and then evolves to Obstagoon. But the interesting thing about this news when people saw these new Pokemon was that there are gonna be Galar versions of Pokemon, which for me I'm kind of a mixed bag. I mean I sometimes I think that it's easier to just make different versions of Pokemon that exist and create totally new ones. Um I actually like that. That's
4: something that I'm not not that one in particular, but I like the Pokemon that have multiple evolutions as they go. That way uh-huh. you can, you know, just have more customization there. I I I like, I like it whenever they get the variety that way instead of just having, you know, more initial starting paths.
0: Yeah, that makes sense because you yeah. could evolve it many different ways. Yeah,
4: yeah, oh. I, I appreciate the few Pokemon that have options like that. So.
0: I've always liked Lanoon, so I think it's cool that they're making it a little more. I tried battling one time with a Lanoon. It was like a a Pokemon. You had to make it really fast, Mm -hmm. and you had to... I think it had this move where if you consumed a berry, it would, like, its strength went up or something weird. I don't... It was was a fun Pokemon to try and use. It just was kind of worthless, so... Cool to see that they're giving you a little love. Mm -hmm. But now the kiss thing kind of ruined it. Uh... (laughs) But yeah, I know a lot. Of, we learned about today. A lot of our fans love the Pokemon talk. So yeah, I don't know. This uh generation is a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. Both those Pokemon brought my excitement down a little bit. Hmm. Um, yeah, but I'm sure it'll it'll go back up. It always does. Just kind of kind of get in the mood for some Pokemon action. Um, <laughs> God damn it! Are you rocking all night? Shay, is that what you're doing?
1: I don't know I'm what the fuck I'm rolling. doing. I'm trying rock to stay and awake.
0: Rolling. <laughs> rocking and rolling. All- what time is it there?
1: It's not that late. I just was up late with the the store stuff.
0: So, oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, okay. Well, I think that's it for all the polls. So we want to do. We want to catch up on some of the other stuff we've been playing. We squeezed in the Fire Emblem talk already, but and we also have some polls from the Patreon community about some stuff. So we have a lot here on the back end. We have got a big big booty in the back to get to a big um, caboose. So, Shay had a horrible experience with Darkest Dungeon, and now he is done with it forever.
1: I'm pretty sure I'm done with it for a long time.
3: (laughs) No!
0: Dude, Fizz saw it. Fizz saw it.
3: Yeah, I was watching him play it on Twitch. It's a fun game. But... Tell,
0: tell us what happened. Tell our listeners what happened. That's so horrible. <laughs>
1: so I was playing the game and um, no, uh, for real. So one of the big things about this game is permadeath. Uh, you cannot get attached to any character in the game. And so each time you go into a dungeon and come out, that's one week in the game.
2: This
1: particular week. Um, the game sometimes does this where they lift the level restrictions on certain missions. So you can take... You can take our... Uh, you can take like the higher level guys and take them on a lower level mission. And the purpose, the reason why you do that is because there are certain bosses you want to beat in the game. That's the progression of the game. Mm. Now there's this one boss that was like the second evolution of this three-tiered boss And he was very difficult for me in the first form. So I was like, all right, I'll take my super high-level guys. There's no possible way this can go wrong. I'm going to fucking destroy because it was a lower-level mission. Doing fine, making through the dungeon just fine. Going to there, fighting him. He fucking decimated three of my four best players. Three of which I've had since pretty much the beginning of the game. And caught this all on stream... And I was like, you know what, I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done right now. I was so angry that that happened. And I tried not to show it on stream, but man, was I angry. It was really frustrating. And for me, I know part of that is on me. Uh, My lack of strategy, which was the big part of the problem there. So it was frustrating. But at that point, I realized, okay, I'm playing a three-year-old game. I still have games from this year I need. I need to play and get on, so... For me, that was a good point, to put the game away, and play something
0: else. So,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, That's, uh, too bad. That's too bad. You've still been kind of... A little here and there, chipping away at Sekiro?
1: Yes, yes, I have. Um, I... I'm stuck on a boss right now, but yeah, I've definitely been chipping away at it. I've been playing it pretty much every day. I'm trying to beat it right now. So I don't have much to update on that, but I'll get to it here. I'll be to get Josh to cool. get
0: a, some video of that monkey, that giant monkey boss. I'll get, put it. On the I'll get to it. I'll get
1: to it.
4: I will
0: get to it do not know if I saved it, anything
4: though. of that one or not. I'd have to look through. Oh, we already killed it? Well, I mean, I could go through again, but... Like I'm, I want to play yeah, through again. Really- I've been kind of holding off because I figured they're probably going to do DLC like they do with all their other games. So I yeah, figured that'd be a yeah. great time to replay it. So
0: True. That monkey boss is fucking crazy. You know... Uh, suck it all. Um, let's see. I, it's pretty much all the, the round up there as far as um side games go. Like I said, I promise I'm going to have more, more of the actual Beyond stuff next week. Hopefully, we'll have a little more fire on them. And then I know there's some stuff coming out sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um, like the game we talked about last week with Samuel Adams, uh, Control. Although, we'll have to see, you know, maybe it's kind of a rental sort of a thing. Um, we did the Patreon poll about the Bio Break. We had sort of joked about that before the podcast. For people that don't know, if you listen to our older podcast, we had a section called a Bio Break. It wasn't just a cute name, it had to do with us talking about biology. Because of course Shay has a degree in biology, so we figured we all have a fascination with animals and wildlife, so we used to talk about cool biological stories for five, ten minutes on every podcast. And then we got rid of it because it was just a lot of work and podcasts were already pretty beefy. So They
1: were. Yeah. It 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 was kind of my choice to move away from it primarily because part of it was Some of the sections, they went a lot longer than 10 minutes. Like, I remember some of them we got into half-hour discussions. Yeah. And it's hard to imagine putting that into our show now with how beefy our shows are now. So, that was part of it for time purposes. And the other part of it was, like, it was cool. I love that section. Sometimes it was my favorite section. It just never quite fit the theme of the show at times. Like, sometimes we would tie certain articles to the best of our ability to what games we were talking about or what topic we had, but it just never felt like a, like there's no way to ever completely accurately and wonderfully transition into that section. So I felt like it, if it was going to be something that sword chomp or we do that, it would be better served doing that separately. So the poll that I actually The poll that I actually ran this week was, uh, about that because Hakuna, good friend of ours, uh, he had mentioned that he really missed the Patreon poll or not the Patreon poll, the, uh, bio break. And I said, and I explained it to him the same way that I just explained now. So I said, if we were to bring it back, how would you guys want us to bring it back? Um, I said put it in the Chompcast, make make it into its own weekly short podcast with the same humor that we do in the Chompcast. Turn it into a stream, a weekly post on Twitter and Instagram, make it Patreon content only. To be honest, I didn't really dig that section. Or other, please comment an idea below. Uh, We had one with the put it back in the chomp cast one, a weekly post on Twitter and Instagram and two make it Patreon content only. Uh, One of the big things I've been throwing around is like doing a stream where it would just be like a just talk kind of stream. And I would discuss Um, that way. It could be interactive. I've discussed, I was telling the guys before I thought about doing a podcast actually um, where it would just be like a 10, 15 minute quick hitter, once every two weeks, and just discuss a biology article or a biology uh, concept in a fun, lighthearted way. Uh, It's not super super scientific and informative, but enough to where you are going to get some information. Just throwing some ideas around. So if you guys, you the listener, have any ideas or you have any inclination, you want us to bring it back, anything like that. Please send us a message, whether it's a DM on one of the social medias or sortchomp at gmail.com. If you don't care, that's fine, too. But if there's enough interest, we can figure out a way to bring it back, for sure. Just want to figure out exact, exactly the best way to do that.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, and it's funny that you mentioned that, because I was thinking about it this week. I was doing some research, because there was this uh, this like creature I saw in No Man's Sky that had very sharp teeth. Um, but the the information about its diets had to do with, like, different plant life and whatnot. Now, a lot of that stuff is randomly generated, which was what makes it charming. But I started doing some research, and, of course, there's animals like gorillas that have incredibly sharp teeth, even though they primarily, um, you know, eat, like, bark and stuff like that. So, they, even though they have sharp teeth and it's uh, very, you know, terrifying, it's primarily used to just eat really tough plant life. Right. So... I used just make an interesting correlation there when I was making my some of my video content. I was like, oh, well, okay, so that could work. I could imagine that this creature, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, like, actually, those sharp teeth could
1: be because they eat plants, you know, like the, the, the bark, because uh, cell walls in plants are much more durable or they're tougher, essentially, than an animal cell. So it's much more difficult to puncture those... Plant cell walls. Um, you know, like cows have flat teeth because they're eating grass. Yeah. Easy, easy. But like tree bark, it's much more difficult to chew uh-huh. through. So sharp teeth are going to make more sense, for example. But I mean, like, yeah. that's stuff we could discuss. Even yes, like we yes. could relate it somewhat to gaming if uh, people wanted us to bring back the bio break. So
0: that was great. a tiny bio break. That was a sample right there. There you Your go. Hors if you will. It's true. Um, yeah, and you know, like I said, the social media on both ends is going great. At Swordchomp on Twitter and Instagram, we do the question of the week every Monday, and the, um, I'm sorry, we do the polls every Monday. The question of week most Thursdays. I didn't do one this week because we were a little torn on the topic itself and and the yeah, nature of violence, right? Well, I mean, like with that with
1: that topic and how difficult Personal. it could be discussing like the grotesque nature of the topic. We figured that throwing it to the fans. Not that we don't trust you guys. It was just like kind of a last minute decision. And we were trying to figure out exactly how we wanted to approach that topic.
0: So. Yeah. One thing I agree. And I'll try to get. Yes. Yes. I agree completely. And it's tough. It's a tough thing to deal with. And to get all those comments and to try to read them on the show would take quite a long time, even though we absolutely value everything our listeners would say on the, on the subject. be interesting to read. The, most of those as well, but it just didn't work out this week. But, um, mm. usually, as we have, and of course, our Patreon page if you stuck around this long on the show, you know, we love you. And if you go to slash swordchomp, you can support us. We have a special five dollar tier that gives you access to a special private Instagram page from the Filipino Johnny Depp. Um, that's right, run by the one and only, and it's private, can't get in there unless you pay five dollars. Um, but, or our new word of the month segment this month, right? That's right. You can chime in on the word of the month, which is where yeah. we sneak in a word. Um, we, have every a we have hand, hand selected.
2: We've hand selected
0: Yeah, you have to try and guess those. So if you're listening right. this long to the podcast, it means you're hardcore, which means you can play the game. Right. Uh, and we do, we all did a great job of slipping in the word of the month on this show. I know that in
2: particular.
1: Yeah. I i i slipped i slipped my word in uh morgan has so there's one word i give i give all four of us one word we have to say during the podcast to try and distract you guys but since it's already halfway through the month i'm going to give you guys a hint um i'm feeling generous uh and what this word of the month if you guess it correctly you can dm us or email us if you get it correctly you get access Up to the $5 tier on our Patreon. That gives you access to the Instagram for a month, the private Instagram. You get access to a shout-out at the end of the month, which we do. We want to pay respect and appreciation to the people who keep the lights on here. And you get access to the Patreon-only polls. You get access to a lot of free stuff for just guessing a word. Not bad. Uh, anyways, and if you are, if you already are signed up for Patreon and you want to gift that to someone, please feel free to. So,
2: uh,
1: uh, the hint anyways, you're going to want to look towards the back half of the show. And if you need a greater hint than that, I would say I would look towards the last one fourth of the show. (laughs) There you go. For the word of the month.
2: Hmm. Hmm.
1: So if you've listened this long, that's good, because you're more than likely to guess the word. It is, uh what hopefully if... very obvious.
0: Yes. It's, it's, it's a fun little thing we're trying, and much like the Patreon stuff we're doing, um, I really want to try and sell this more at the end of shows for people who are hanging in there, because uh, the VIP page is a cool complement to the show. For example, I'm just glancing at the past... Uh, week or so and there was a, a funny conversation that we had with Josh privately where he talked about an erotic Gilligan's Island show uh, it's really funny and you should, you should hear that um, we got some stuff from Shay in Japan uh, inside photos and conversations about you know previews of games that we're covering that we haven't talked about on the podcast um, you can even see a girl that I dated a long time ago, about <laughs> 10 years ago Woo! If you want, and it's funny because I was embarrassed. You know, that's the last time she ever talked to me. I embarrassed myself at the Godzilla movie. Um, a lot of funny stuff on here fishes, trip to QuakeCon, and more. If you sign up now and you've never been a part of the uh, Filipino Johnny Depp page, you got like a year's worth of content. So it would mean a lot to us. And of course, we have our $20 Skype sessions where you can talk to us in person. So, I think it's going to do it. I can't think of anything else. We went through the whole list. Everything looks good. It's been a long time. We should probably get the hell out of here. Um, until next week. Thank you so much for taking time to check out the show. Our side podcast, In the Blood. Check out my composer or my interview with composer Ludwig from Quintano Zero. Just search In the Blood where you get your podcast. Search Evoking the Sublime if you'd like to hear Shea's interview with. The one and only Greg Kasavin, GameStop. I'm sorry, GameSpot. <laughs> oh, Freudian up there. GameSpot and um, I'm sorry, I forgot the name of their game company that they.
1: Super Giant. Super Giant. Yes. How could Supergiant you forget? Games. Well, you know, it happens. A lot going on in this head at one yeah. time. Yeah, that, that, that the fumes from the pee and that. Oh,
0: <laughs> God damn it! I shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> No one will know what you're talking about. Mm. (laughs) Just the fumes. Let's leave that as a mystery. They'll just hear fumes from the bee and be like, what's happening?
2: Um,
0: Anyways, thank you so much for checking out the show. We will be back next week with an all-